What's going on, guys? And welcome to episode 163 of the Taste the Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about random things in gaming. My name's Seth, and joining me today is Chevy. On my left, your right, Chevy. Hopefully, you're doing well, and hopefully, uh, you're ready to talk about uh, games we've been playing and react to all the videos we gotta gotta um, watch. Uh, you doing good? Doing good. Uh, I'm gonna have a pretty easy time this episode, I think, because uh, as we will get to, I've played almost nothing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I've uh, I've recently broken away from playing just one game, which was Elden Ring. We'll talk about that in a sec. Um, and uh, now I'm playing two games. I've played two games last week um, while I've been on vacation. I've got to put a lot of time into those two games. Yeah. So um, yeah, it'll be fun talking about those. Um, so yeah, with that, let's jump into what we've been playing. Uh, we're talking about the games we've been playing recently, and uh, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, what have you been playing? Um. So I've exclusively been playing Elden Ring. Um, I had intended on like making some serious project progress through that last week when I was on vacation myself, and uh, yeah, that didn't happen. The game's very big. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah it was like uh, one day in my vacation, I was like, "All right, today I'm gonna beat it." I'm like, "I'm close. I'm just gonna knock it out." And I did it. And I'll talk about that when I get to it. But. Yeah. Um, so I have two characters. I have 90 hours in one, 10 hours in the other. Um, and my map is not uncovered on my 90-hour one yet, if that gives you any idea of my pacing. I just um, got to, I think it's called Atlas Peninsula or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so very slow going. But, uh, I mean, I'm having a blast with it. I actually... Um, Anyone who's watched the channel for a long time already knows I'm not I'm not really a big Souls player. I always mm-hmm. appreciate them, but um, there is a challenge for me to play them because I don't handle like um, you've kind of worded it as a stressful situations, which mm-hmm. is is a good uh, a good way to word it. Uh, but that leans more towards like I don't want to be in situations where I, I don't like the unknown aspect. I guess is, is the biggest part I run into. Yeah, which I know for some people it's exciting. Uh, but if I go into a cave and some guy jumps out at me and hits me, the jump scare part is is the part that I don't want to. I don't like it. I don't like my adrenaline going up. So, mm-hmm. um, is a weird problem to have. <laughs> well, in any Soul style game made by From Software is going to have stuff like that in it because yeah. uh, they just don't give a fuck. So, yeah. So I mean, I have been playing, but I have to go a lot slower just uh, uh, to get through it. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm having fun with it. I think the comet feels really good it feels really fluid um, more so than i remember them but i assume that you know lessons learned over time newer through game, time yeah, yeah slow evolution um the jump is such a like welcome feature for the souls formula i know they did in sekiro but i didn't play that one so mm-hmm. um you know it's like useless most of the time but in combat it actually has like purpose so i actually uh i think it's really neat um I love just exploring the world. Uh, I watched a video today where someone said it it, uh, it was like walking into a painting, and I think that's like the perfect way to explain it. Um, it definitely feels that way. Uh, it's not like technically a highly graphical game, but it is a very beautifully designed game. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've played a couple other games um, in recent time that like are technically more proficient, but um, 
they still just don't look as good to me as Elden Ring because Elden Ring is designed with such a specific visual style that you can only get in that game. Yeah. Um, and it almost made me like r- really appreciate even more than I did before, just because you can have like high end graphics, but if your design is like you know kind of generic or like not as as interesting, um, you know, and Nintendo proves that time and time again that you don't need to have higher technical prowess oh, yeah. and still and not be able to make a game that looks fantastic. So, Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's to the point now where like I'm sitting at work, I'm thinking about going home and playing Elden Ring, Elden Ring. I sit here, record this episode. I'm thinking about playing Elden Ring. I mean, the game's got its claws in me for sure. So, um, I'm hoping to beat it at some point because I have a list of games at this point that have come out that I want to play. Like they're still on my mind and yeah. I, I just can't justify buying them right now because I just know they're going to sit there. Yeah, on that note, I just bought Ghostwire Tokyo like right before recording. I haven't played it yet, uh, but I'm just glad that I'll be able to do it. But then I also want to play Tiny Tina. I also want to continue. I want to finish Forbidden West. I want to play more Gran Turismo, even though I'm kind of sitting back on that and waiting to see what they do with the microtransaction thing that I was complaining about. And then, uh, yeah, I, just, I, I still got to beat Dying Light 2. Like, I have, all, I have all these fucking games I still got to catch up on because Elden Ring came out, and I've just only been playing that. Yeah. Um, we did, I mean, we did a taste cast last week, right? Yeah. Okay, so I would have talked about the other games I played. I was going to say, I feel like it's been a while, but... Um, this week's been weird. Like, I, I'm not going to keep saying I'm on vacation, but I've been on vacation the first couple days of my vacation. I just was not available to film. So, yeah, uh, we are doing a later tasty cast. And so it does feel a little later. Um, but yeah, last week we had a tasty cast. Yeah. Um, we had three episodes since then. Okay. I just want to make sure because I was, it was like a technically played games I can't talk about, but mm-hmm. that was, I think, before the last episode. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to go too much in Elden Ring because I do think that the game's still pretty fresh and, and it's a very large game that I know that certain things I say could still be construed as spoilers. So, yeah. um, all I will say is, uh, you know, obviously if you're into the game, you've already, or into the series, uh, the series of games that they make, mm-hmm. uh, you already own the game. But for those of you who maybe have been intimidated by the series, I would recommend giving it a shot though. I would also suggest, um, not treating it as a boss rush you will be sorely um so many frustrated people, so many people started out like that i'm like yeah. what are you doing dude oh um, so look at the game as like the the map as zones and, yeah and they're you're level this to this and this is part of the map i level this to this and this is part of the map and like just spend your time in, in a weird way it almost feels like an mmo to me but in but, design yeah yeah but like obviously not in quest structure um and not in multiplayer, even though I do play with people, it does feel like a little, little small MMO for you and two other people. Kind of outside of the, the if they die, you gotta bring them back in. I mean, but it's straight up D and D almost. But it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But with the way the zones are set up, it does feel like because like when I went down to Weeping Peninsula for the first time, I was over leveled for it. Um, so I just kind of walked through it, and it was cool down there. But like, I didn't, I didn't think to explore down there yet, and then yeah. I kind of like missed out on that. Uh, as a challenge but yeah when you go to different zones they're kind of meant for this level to this level with of course some secret things here and there that might be like maybe something you come back to like end game yeah um because you know it's it's 
it's called Elden Ring, but it's a Souls game, so it's going to have those kind of fucking yeah. like optional things going on. Well, and also like one thing that I've been making a lot of use of while playing the game is um, if I get to something and it is just uh, beyond where I am at, you know, currently, uh, whether it's skill or level or whatever, um, the game gives you a hundred markers you can use. Yeah, uh, I just put skulls on places to come back to. I'm like, I found something here, I didn't finish it, come back later. The game's okay. It's okay. You can do that in this game. Like you can just literally go. Uh, I mean, I I literally one night I didn't feel like fighting anything. I just rode around on on the horse, uh, Torrid or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. and I just as I found stuff, I just started marking to do the next time I played. So, I early on when the game was still like super fresh for me, where I was putting down those markers, but then um, I realized I only had a hundred. I had like twenty down already. I'm um, like these aren't gonna last, so like I got got rid of them. But I have a pretty good memory for direction anyway. So um, once I stopped using them, I didn't miss them. Um, they they didn't really need to be like early early on when I didn't know what the map was gonna be, and it's still like that mystery element. Um, it did kind of make sense to put like a little skull in an area where I'm like, there's something really fucking dangerous here. Watch out for it. But as I became accustomed to it, I was like, I I remember the whole map by memory. Yeah. So I don't I don't need these anymore. Yeah, it's not quite. I mean, I'm mostly using them as a as a uh, self made quest log. Yeah, yeah. I come back to this <coughs> when either you're a little more patient or you've leveled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other day, even like like last night, I played. I, I knocked out three or four of those check marks because I was like, okay, I got to get some of these off my map, and I yeah. just went and did them. So yeah, it's nice to have them. Um, yeah. It's really useful in the variety of different uh, markers um, designs. Uh, is nice as well. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, to, to make the game more accessible as well, um, the summoning system. There's a ton, a ton of summons in the game. Yeah, there's a shitload. Um, and they definitely help um, if you're looking to, like, you know, if you're not so too worried about the difficulty. I mean, this is, you know, obviously the guys that you think of with these games that go in, run around in their underwear, and punch everything to death mm-hmm. at level one. And they're just like, yeah, if you can't do this, you're bad. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, let them play them their way too. But. Uh, if you want to go in and well, be the like people, 100 levels over and nuke everything. The people who actually play like that, I don't hear them say anything about how to play. Sure They're doing it as like a challenge, but like it's the people who don't show you how they play. They're the ones who are the ones who tell everyone how they should be playing. Yeah. It's like, well, where's your footage at? They never have it. Yeah. Well, and I was mostly just using that as a, a thing, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then the, the Ashes of War thing, did they do that in a previous game? No. No, it's a really neat system. I like that a lot. Um, it has a level of customization to your character. Like there's abilities in older games, but um, it really felt like uh, Sekiro was the first that really allows you to do like crazy abilities. Um, and this feels like an extension of that in a way, but it is, uh, you can really realize a build that you just could not do in prior games in this game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm seeing that already, even just like online, the amount of people. I mean, there's like a couple builds I see like everyone use, you know, in certain regards. But then like the amount of people just coming out with these crazy ideas mm-hmm. because the game just lets you is it's honestly it's a lot of fun because even like I can watch stuff in the game, even though I'm beating it. Yet, and it's it's like whatever. It's a big open world game. They're having a different experience than I'm going to have. So. Yeah. Um, that's why I hate when people talk in like generalities about this game in most respects, because like so many people played this game 
or are still playing this game in completely different ways, uh, at completely different skill levels, at completely different uh, directions they decided to go and bosses they decided to fight and all that shit. So yeah. it's like impossible to have a conversation of like a shared experience, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the Souls games have always had uh, a great combat system that comes off as almost simplistic, but with the hitboxes being as accurate as they are and the combat, uh, you know, being weapon based, uh, one handed or two handed based, all that kind of stuff. It's always been a lot of fun, but this game really, um, expands on it in a way that, that, uh, feels, um, more like you can, you can make a build, um, with, with, uh, the ashes of war, with the summons, uh, with the wondrous physic, um, oh, yeah, I forgot about that and, too. and other things, uh, you can really get creative on, uh, how to prepare for, for fights or how to go about fights. There's all these videos of, uh, people drinking a bunch of things and using a bunch of spells and stuff like that and using the seppuku and stabbing themselves before a fight. Just buffing their attack power up. Yeah. yeah and then look, go in and those one shot a fucking boss. And it's, it's funny cause I hope they don't get rid of that. I love that it's there. Yeah. And if everybody uses it, that's cool. It's kind of boring, but that's cool. Um, but they create a system where you can do that. And, uh, I miss games that, um, you have to earn that though. Yeah. Yeah. So. You, you would have had to have ran around and find all those things. By the time you've done that, you should be able to like feel OP Yeah, for a second. So especially in a game that's just been kicking your ass the whole time. Well, and, and with that, um, at least from what I've seen online, it doesn't matter how high your stats are. There's still moves in the game that will take like half your health. So yeah. Um, you're OP, but so are the bosses. Yep. <laughs> so, and the bosses don't. This is something I've been talking about lately with a lot of people. Is um, games uh, their enemy AI is typically there to present challenges, to present fun, to present uh, different ways to have to kill enemies. <clears throat> but yeah, like the Souls games, and even like I, I guess like games like Ninja Gaiden or something like that, uh, you could probably argue for um, makes enemies uh, makes their AI try to kill you. That's their purpose. It's yeah. not like, uh, what kind of crazy experience can we have here? It's just like, kill the person playing. Oh, for um, sure. The amount of times I've like been fighting something and been like, wait, 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 hold it one sec, one sec, one sec. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it's, it wants to kill you. That's its objective. Um, it, it, it will be relentless and it will not go easy on you. And so, um, yeah, something I thought was really good. Uh, somebody said on Twitter when the game first came out, uh, people were, you know, discussing, Mostly discussing the idea of being judgmental. You don't see it as often as people talk about. But uh, some guy was like, oh, no, fuck that. Play the game how you want. Like, uh, you know, this game is will be unfair and just fucking destroy you. So just do what you can to beat them. And I'm like, it's pretty much. That's how the game's designed. The game's designed to kill you. Like, it's not it's not going like, well, this is going to be a hard fight, huh? It's like, no, no, no. This, this boss is meant to murder you as quick as possible. So you better kill him. My favorite thing coming out of all these discussions is when the... <laughs> Uh, devs or, or journalists have opinions on the game design and they're just like complaining that all the, the, I hate the word this way, but the Ubisoft features mm -hmm. aren't in the game. And I'm like, that's why everyone loves it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time. I don't have time for that conversation anymore. I've been having, I've been having that conversation since the original Dark Souls that, the games need to be harder. They need to have all these features. They need accessibility features, which to a certain extent, uh, accessibility is fine. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, when you start meddling with the core design of the game, uh, you're not asking for um, accessibility anymore. You're asking for someone to make the game you want them to make and not what they've decided to make. Um, well, and also to a point like uh, not every game has to be for everybody. There should be games sure. that are for no, everybody. I 100% agree. The, the joke I always say when people talk about the shit is I'm like, I don't like I don't like puzzle games. So make Tetris into an FPS. Yeah, I want I like you know it's not for me, but it should be. Yeah. So and I don't like puzzle games. So fucking make it a shooter, um, or you know make Tekken a racing game because you know I like the characters in Tekken, but like fighting games are fucking stupid and they're too hard for me. So I want to drive. Make it a, a racing game. Yeah, and you could argue like, well, that's a huge jump. Well, no, because the the Souls games, all of them are designed with difficulty in mind. They're supposed to be difficult. They've been balanced very well to be difficult so you can conquer them. And to back that, I know so many people from different skill uh, areas in gaming that have all been conquering the bosses in Elden Ring at different rates. They're still doing it. So it's just people going, I don't want to have to learn this. Okay, well, fucking you have to. Um, You have to be willing to play the game. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) People just want to walk through the fight and be like, well, I don't care about the challenge. I just want to beat him. Like, no, no, no. But the game's not designed for that. And here's the biggest thing. Death is not death is not a punishment in Souls games. It's a gameplay feature. Yeah. You're supposed to die. They yeah. want you to die. It's part of the fucking gameplay. There's also literal parts of the game outside of like weird exploits. Mm-hmm. Um where like there's easier mobs worth tons of EXP. I guarantee that's on purpose. So that you have a place to level up. It it might be. So. Um I think it's an open world game, so they didn't uh calculate that. But uh well, I think things like the bird are a mistake. The like, bird's a, a huge mistake. Yeah. Um luckily I did not o- unlock that area till the end of the game. because uh, I would have been tempted to use it. Yeah. Uh there's also a boulder early on that people were using. I heard about that. Um yeah. that uh, if you dodge it, it flies off a cliff and breaks and gives you two thousand runes, which in early game that's a lot. Um if you use these, whatever, like, uh, I, unless you're going around bragging about, like, how you leveled up so quickly and said you use those those means, I'd be like, well, there's a caveat to that, of course, but who's doing that? If you're just playing the game, you want to enjoy it, and you want to use those, what? I don't give a also fuck. Also, skill is going to trump levels. It's, yeah, game. you're still oh. going to need to be able to beat those <laughs> bosses. Um, and some of the bosses are pretty fucking tough. There's even. a reason you can level zero or level one in the game, mm-hmm. you know, in every Souls game. Because yeah. if you get your parries and your dodge is perfect, if you just know the boss fight, yeah. like that's all it comes down to. And that's going to come di- differently to different people. Uh, that's where the levels come in. I mean, it gives you an edge. So, um, but yeah, I just, uh, just going back on to oh, yeah. what we're talking about. I just don't have patience for these conversations anymore when it comes to, um, um, you know, the game being easier. I forgot how we even got on this. What was the part you said? Developers from AAA oh, companies yeah. and journalists. People wanting it to be the streamlined Ubisoft experience. I have no fucking patience for that because, uh, first off, not every game needs to be the fucking same. That'd be so boring. We've already gone through eras in gaming where that happens and everybody complains and they'll do it again. Say we're going um, right now, to be honest. We, yeah, sure. And uh, <laughs> you see that the fucking EA's already working on the next Battlefield? Yeah, I also heard they had to like make a quick like decision to change it because of the reception of the last game, so... Well, yeah, and they're like, our lessons have been learned. I'm like, what lessons? Fucking uh, making a game or half making a game, releasing it, uh, being confused on why people didn't want to play it, blaming on another game, Halo, and then abandoning it when you haven't even finished it to make a new game. Are those the lessons you fucking learned? Anyway. Um, I mean, I'm honestly hoping that when they see the dollar symbols that Elden Ring has made, uh, that some of them will take some notes. I think Elden Ring is going to be influential for a lot of people. Yeah. 
um which is pretty cool to see because it's just a completely fucking solid game and it's it came out complete full of content uh all that shit and so people bitch about like well the hood could be better no 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 the hud's fine this is how they they made it it works just fine it it works just fine in the way that they they uh have designed exploring the world uh and a lot of it is uh you know from prior games they've made and we've been as fans getting along just fine with it i like it i'm not even saying to defend it i like the way their games are set up um, and they don't need to change it. So I, mean, I got some nitpicks here and there, but they're, sure. they're UI I got nitpicks things. with every game. Uh, not necessarily UI. Well, maybe it is. Like, so when you open the map, you use the you know whatever button and controller you're using, uh, touchpad for me or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wish if you hit it again, it closed the map. Yeah, <laughs> that's been almost a meme lately. <laughs> it's such a weird decision, but mm-hmm. uh, you know it's not game breaking. Whatever. Yeah, it's not it's a hurdle not, you can't get past. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've ran to that a million times. I'll like open my map and I'll have to butt, hit the button again and it brings up more menus. I'm like, where are we going? And I have to like actually <laughs> oh, back right, out. Circle. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm all for new fans of the game series. Uh, but people pretend like it's like a niche thing now and it's absolutely not. Uh, these games are huge and Elden Ring sold very well. Um, even though I saw a lot of people on my Steam uh, either continue to play it or stop playing it completely after the first week. So some people I don't think were too into it. But um, yeah. I'm just, I'm sick of, of people acting like Elden Ring is some weird alien concoction no one's ever seen or heard of before. It's it's an amalgamation of all the games from software's made already. And everybody wants to uh, uh, insert they're, they're fucking lame-ass opinions on how to make the game better, and what they're actually asking for is how to streamline the game into being a Western AAA game. Yeah. It's not, and it doesn't need to be. Yeah, I don't agree with that sentiment at all. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I was about to say, I'd be very surprised if you um, didn't agree with me on that. The only the only uh, leeway I really have right now is because of the success of the game, it is selling for word of mouth, and there's a ton of people who just haven't touched these games at all, and yeah. it is their first time. Um it's it's uh questions they have or like complaints they might initially have due to maybe just ignorance mm -hmm. um it's completely understandable so yeah for me the game and i don't think it'll sell as well um it'd be impossible almost to do that but it's it's skyrim 2.0 for me not in gameplay but in the whole word of mouth advertising um Mm -hmm. elder scrolls have been out very popular among elder scrolls fans oblivion had better success than marwind of course but skyrim fucking went crazy and I noticed in my own personal life that a lot of people who don't play video games are talking about Skyrim and wanting to play oh, Skyrim yeah. and getting into Skyrim. And even to this day, we'll say Skyrim is one of their favorite games it's because it's one of their first games they really got into, which is cool. That's a that's a cool thing, cool conversation to have. Um, you see that in Final Fantasies, though. You can tell where people like oh, sure, played their yeah. first Final Fantasy. Yeah, so. just like like Resident Evil Two. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting to see that kind of thing. But um. Uh, Elden Ring not only is a lot of people's first from game, which is really interesting to me because they've been around for so long. Um, it uh, its success uh, is obviously hyped by uh, the fans, but also just because of how much commotion there is for the game, a lot of people are talking about it, but also buying and playing it um, than I ever would have imagined. I knew it was gonna sell well. I knew it was gonna be their biggest selling game. All that shit. I, didn't, I think it's going to sell this well, though. Um, and I think a lot of that is just because so many people are talking about the game that people feel like they have to fucking... I don't think Bandai knew it was going to sell this well. No. So. Um, and I think a lot of that is just kind of word of mouth, so... Yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, and I mean, I'm happy for the devs. Um, oh yeah. Oh, they they fucking deserve it. They, I mean, th- when I was looking up numbers before, um, Dark Souls Three sold really well too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think Dark Souls Three was their biggest. Than Sekiro. Oh, 100 percent. Like by, I think a factor. Of when three. people talk about From Games, they almost never talk about Sekiro unless they're a fan of Sekiro. Um, and uh, I forgot what point I was gonna make. Oh, some people talk about Sekiro like it was like a huge game. I'm like, no, dude. Like fucking. The people who played it either loved it or fucking thought it was so hard they can't play it, and they bailed. And then the rest of the people just didn't even fucking play it or hear about it. Yeah. Um, Sekiro is like the black sheep of the From Software games. It's really weird because um, it's like their most recent game outside of Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. But like Dark Souls Three, in my opinion, before Elden Ring was like their biggest success. Yeah. Because it was like the cleanest, most straightforward, most robust Dark Souls yet. Uh, that makes a lot of things from their prior games. And then, of, cl- of course, the fan favorite is Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite. Uh, it's hard with Elden Ring, though, because Elden Ring is a bigger, bolder, better game, I think, all around. But Bloodborne is just so Bloodborne that I love it. Yeah. There's not a game like Bloodborne, so it's tough for me. But anyway, um, yeah. I'm going all over the place. It's fine. I'm going to wrap mine up there real okay. quick then so you can get into your list. Yeah. Um, the last things I kind of want to say about Elden Ring, just from a obviously my perspective of it is um uh the influences uh i already know the souls games already like dark and and whatnot and usually have like not you know very happy stories but uh Mm. that mixed with uh george r martin uh helping with some of the 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 story elements of the game uh i dig it but yeah if you you get depressed easy (laughs) Maybe don't read too much of the lore. They yeah, it's gave. dark. I mean, all their games are, but yeah. I mean, yeah, this one is no different. Yeah, all these like wonderful people you meet usually don't get very happy moments. So, um, and then the voice acting is like way better than it probably should be in this game. <laughs> it's dude, it's weird. Like, um, I used to think like Demon Souls and Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two had like bad voice acting. Because they sound monotone, but then within the the realm of these bleak worlds they live in, it's like, why would anybody have any kind of enthusiasm for anything? Yeah, the, the um, world sucks. Everyone's just soft-spoken, but it's not bad voice acting. Yeah. And this game, I think, has the best voice acting of all their games so far, but it's kind of the same thing. There's a lot of people going like, hey, the shit's kind of shitty, but also some crazy shit happened in the past, and we're looking to do some crazy shit in the future, so... Uh, it's it has a tone to it that uh that's interesting because there's some characters who are kind of lively in this and that's something I'm not used to like the bad things happen to some of them but um how do I word this without spoiling too much of it the the blind uh the blind gal not the first one to the south but the one that wanders oh yeah, yeah. she's pretty chipper at first too mm-hmm. and it's really weird yeah yeah there there's um. It's weird. There's endearing characters in this game, and that's not something. Oh, I that... like Alexander. I love. Yeah, Alexander's <laughs> dope. I like Blyde. Um, uh, I, I think a bunch of the characters are like actually cool, and that's something I didn't really get to get to feel in prior games. Mm-hmm. I always thought, you know, like everybody else, I'm like that boss was fucking hard and also dope looking. Yeah, but that's that's about it. And I'm like, oh, my dude, character's cool, but dude, like uh, the amount of people who talk about like Rainy and Blyde online mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah, like... I've seen so much uh, cool. Uh, um, that's another thing too about this game, man. It's a cultural phenomenon. It, it, there's so much uh, uh, art Fan being art. done yeah. because of it. I love that. 
Because, yeah. like, you know, all the big great games get all the fan art. Like, I, there's no shortage of me finding Metal Gear Solid fan art. Yeah. I see it. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, that's dope. Because I love Metal Gear Solid. And then I'm sitting here loving Elden Ring. And that I just cosplay. see, I see all this Elden Ring art. And I'm like, okay, this made an impact. People are looking at this game and going, like, I love the way this game looks. I yeah. want to recreate it. And, like, as a fan of it, I'm just like, I fucking love all this art I'm seeing, dude. Yeah. Like, I, there's really cool designs in the game. And people have their own interpretations um of these characters and it's it's fucking cool i, I love it like it, it for me it does kind of going into my thoughts on it uh it does feel like one of the great games in my opinion one of the legendary games out there i think it is also assisted and not to downplay the game but it is also assisted by a very stale triple a market right now it, yeah that's that's <laughs> another thing too it doesn't take away from the game because i still think it's uh, yeah. for years now i think it's one of the best games i've played in a long time but um we are at a point where AAA has no claim to anything. No one gives a fuck about AAA at this point. Even somebody who's defended it a lot, me, um, and you, you've been very fair about it. Um, not a whole lot to be able to defend right now. No. Um, all the companies are in, in a shitstorm and, you know, um, creatively, creatively bankrupt and all this shit. And so, um, you know, I am looking at Japanese games and being excited for them and, um, you know, Ghost of our token, I'm really excited to try and, um, you know, Elden Ring, stuff like that. But yeah, there, they, there is like a drought of big budget games, um, to be excited about. And I think it's going to change, but, um, and Xbox fans, I'm not trying to talk shit, but like Microsoft keeps teasing that they are making games, but not releasing games really outside of like Forza Horizon five, which is fantastic, but that, that's it in yeah. Halo, Halo, which um, was also, uh, I hadn't played this. The, the I'm waiting office. for the, I'm waiting for the co-op. I still haven't played the fucking campaign. It's good. So, yeah. Um, but you know, like Microsoft's not doing a good job on like getting shit out. And when they do, hopefully they're big bangers and I'll fucking love them. I, I think last year they did a great job on the games they released. Agreed. And then the, the, the big two, I guess now, um, they're yeah. the Ubisoft is in a rut. I, I fucking hate everything they're doing right now. Man, I don't even know um, if rut's a good word for it. Yeah. I, they'll, they'll get out of it at some point or they'll <laughs> die. I don't know. Um, EA is, is, uh, just boring. And just making mistakes and then not owning up to them. And then Activision uh, Blizzard is just like, uh, you know, a fixer up or we'll see if they can if they can get fixed or not. But, yeah, there's not not a whole lot to look forward to in terms of big budget. CD Projekt Red, I was happy with uh, with uh, Cyberpunk. I know a lot of people weren't, so I'm not speaking for everybody. Um, and then they're working on a Witcher, but like a uh, new Witcher, which is really cool to hear. Um, yeah, it makes have, sense and smart for them to do it. Damage now, yeah, though, 100%. So. That's why they're going to do Unreal 5. They're gonna make something people want. It's it's smart. I get what they're doing. Um, they're still gonna make the expansion for Cyberpunk as well, which I think they need to do. Um, so yeah, kind of saying all this on on to your point. Um, yeah, Elden Ring coming out right now, and uh, and just kind of like showing like, hey, you can make really fantastic games, well, and also, people just aren't fucking doing it. Agreed. And and in a time where every game comes out. And isn't finished and requires uh, DLCs down the line to be a full game and all this stuff. Um, and I'm sure Elden Ring will have expansions or DLCs as well. The Souls game. Oh, dude, I too. hope they support the fuck out of this game. But the first, like one of the first patches this game released, added content. It's a yep. patch, yep. not a DLC. It was a patch. Yeah, fixed problems and added shit. It added content. To the game. It also added um, uh, indicators on the map for NPCs, which was 
which is uh, nice which was very nice it's a very good quality of life it's uh, it's like they're thinking like oh it's a dark souls-esque game so you don't really need that and then like after some realized it's an open world game. people are playing <laughs> it and people are going like where the fuck should they're like eh, maybe we should have done that and they did it and i i'm happy about it yeah i memorized where people were at but it's nice to see that indicator and go okay for sure that's where they're at yeah i just uh you know just kind of like home in the point i guess is uh for 60 bucks like I'm, I've put a hundred hours in. I haven't beaten the game yet. Um, and there are people, I mean, some guy recently, uh, was the world first to get a hundred you know, his new game plus a hundred like done. Um, so I mean, what does that mean? He beat it a hundred times. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know it kept going. Yeah. Like that. Interesting. Um, so there's just, I don't know. It's crazy. Like, uh, you know, there's some balance stuff I still think they need to adjust, uh, especially with the sh- they just there's so much stuff in the game. It's impossible yeah. to be balanced when it comes out. But uh, they've already made adjustments like twice, I think. So they're working on it. I think they should really think about the nerfing of bosses, though, because uh, luckily it beat Radon before they nerfed him. But, uh, you know, they, they adjusted stuff. And I was like, he, he is rough, but you can do it. So um, got on YouTube named Dunky. I'm sure most people know who he is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> He actually released a video saying how much he loved the game. He's beaten it four times, yada, yada, yada. He's like, the game needs balanced. He's like, the bosses are stupid sometimes. <laughs> so, Yeah, they can be overcome, though. But they're rough, for sure. Well, he was just saying, it's it's silly that like you can fight like such and such person over here. It'll be super easy, worth 3,000 runes. You go over here, you fight this guy, he two shots yeah. he's worth 1,500. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. He's like, I it just... He's like, I don't understand the logic is all. So. Yeah, I think there, sh- there could be some fine tuning, but I, I, it hasn't bothered me. Well, and it's um, funny because he, he said, you know, with that, even with that uh, out there, he's like, that being said, I, you know, I, I've beaten the game four times. He's like, and all these things are literally like sliders, number sliders. Mm-hmm. Adjust here, adjust there, real easy fixes. So he's like, yeah. it's a, it's not a, you know, obviously not a game breaker for him. He just said, if there's something they need to do, and I kind of agree with that in some regard, mm-hmm. um, there are certain mobs that I, uh, I don't want them to change their behavior or anything like that, but sometimes they'll hit me and I'm like, really that much damage? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's so. pretty crazy. But at the end of the day, people are beating it. So it's not that big of an issue. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So yeah, I'll try and keep the short. Cause I've just been kind of joining the conversation on Elden Ring anyway. Um, like I said, I, uh, I, I think on Tuesday finished it Monday or Tuesday. Um, I'd pretty much been at the end of the game. I won't say anything about that. Um, and I'd stopped playing over the weekend to do things. And then I was finally like, I, I just need to, I'm like right there, just knock it out. So I did it. Um, and uh, it, was, it was really good. It was a really good uh, ending. Um, really good bosses, I thought. Um, one in particular I thought was very cool. I'll say Malekith. That's it. I think the armor and the visual style of the boss is very cool. Um, and the end boss, I won't say anything about it. Uh, I think was a cool spectacle um, for sure. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've finished it now finally. Um, Steam says I played it for 99 hours. My game save says, says 90. So um, somewhere in there, a lot of time was added. Maybe if I was up going to the bathroom or something like that while I was playing, Steam was taking that consideration, but I feel like the game should have done that anyway. I think Steam's just counting when the game's launched oh sure and your save file is when you're actually playing yeah that makes character. sense yeah so, so there's so a lot nine of nine hours of menu time yeah 
or uh, loading times yeah. all all added together. I don't know. Um, so yeah, beat it in ninety hours. Definitely could have put more time into it. I actually haven't started my new game plus yet because I have other things I, I feel like I want to do. But I'm I really want to play the new game plus. Oh, um, I've been wanting to restart. You can keep going after you beat it. You don't have to. Immediately. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good, well, good, hopefully good. that's not a big spoiler for no everybody. no no. I, um, <laughs> yeah, it literally I'm glad to hear that it literally just asks, do you want to go to new game plus or continue here? It's like once you go to new game plus, you can't continue here. Cool, cool. So, so you can still be a completionist. Yes. Because I have stuff I still want to do after beating it. So my, um, my first playthrough, I kind of want to be kind of thorough. So. Yeah, I, well, I was being thorough, and then I was like, there's so much game here, I would like to complete it. <laughs> um, so yeah, played through it. Um, I fucking loved it. Uh, kind of hinted towards that uh, while talking about the game. I think it's I think it's legit one of the best games made in at least the last 10 years. Um, I do think it is at this point... Uh, Across the board, I would make some arguments as why Bloodborne is my favorite game still of theirs, outside of the Armored Core games, but that's not those aren't Souls games. Um, but I do think across the board, Elden Ring is their best game. Um, across the board of like people who are playing it and enjoying it, to what it offers, the amount of content, the experience, everything about it is just like from at their best. Everything that they've done at their best. And so um, um, I do think it is a at this point um, a legendary game. I think it, it will go down with all the big games you think of, of what the best games are, um, which is pretty cool. I realized that pretty early on when I started playing the game. I was like, this is a game you do not get anywhere else. Um, they've taken everything they've they've done with their prior games, and they have uh, taken a. Uh, more Japanese formula of open world, so Breath of the Wild style, mm. um, and allowed you to um, truly explore a game and motivate yourself through curiosity and not through uh, checkpoints. They're telling you where to go and what to do. Um, and uh, it, it just offers something that we're not getting for the most part. Um, and I fucking enjoyed every second of it, everything. I, I love all the locations, the visual style. It's a fucking beautiful game. It's gorgeous. It is painting-esque. Um, there is a big event that happens in the game that posts that event. Areas in the world are really fucking cool looking. Um, and you just look at how immense the event was, and you're just like, holy shit, this is fucking wild. Um, there are things on the map that fucking change uh, in big ways. Um, after certain fights... Uh, uh, that allow you into places that you couldn't have gone before. Maybe there's a way in there. I don't know. But uh, it, just the fuck, the the map design that From Software is known for uh, on all their games is just present and fucking expanded uh, to such a crazy degree. That's just like I didn't I didn't think it was possible, and they did it. And it, it, I'm sure it wasn't effortless, but compared to other people. It just seems so natural that they made this world so fucking intricate. Um, it's insane. And working out of the box. Huh? And working out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's it's such a fucking pleasure to play. The combat's awesome. The 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 be the, the ability to build your character is fucking great. The amount of weapons and armor uh, in the game is fucking dope. Um, you can be guts. You can be guts. The game does have some very straightforward nods, uh, which makes complete sense with the creator of uh, Berserk passing away recently, um, which I thought was very cool because it's always been a huge inspiration uh, on the Souls games. Um, 
and yeah, it's just I I mean Torrent uh, being added to the game is a uh, you know great feature. Um, the scale is insane, dude. Like I, I brought up when we're early, like playing early on, but like when you first go into Stormvale Castle, and I'm wandering around there, I'm like, this could be a whole section of a game on its own, yeah. and this is just a part of this map, and it's a pretty small part of the fucking map. The legacy dungeons are insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're, the design is insane, and it just complements the already crazy design of the world map that, that has so many fucking nooks and crannies that are worth fucking exploring, worth finding things. There is stuff there to you be found. Get something. And there's secret shit that, like, you had no idea you'd been there before, but fucking maybe you found out organically or you saw a video or your friend's like, hey, did you get the thing at that one place? And you're like, what thing? They're like, well, you got to break the thing. And I'm like, oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Holy shit. Um, yeah. It's just incredible attention to detail and planning on pure gameplay. It is, it is a pure gameplay game. You're not watching, there's cutscenes, but you're not, you're not watching a lot of like extended cutscenes, not spending a lot of time, you know, uh, deciding what mission to activate, to track, all that shit. Like, it's just like, okay, go. Figure it out. And the story's told purely through, like, tidbits of lore here and yeah. there. So, Which is something I've always kind of said about uh, from games is uh, they're not necessarily the best, and maybe it's on purpose, at telling stories, but they're fucking fantastic at building lore. They tell a story passively. I think it's easier to get involved in a world when you're, you're doing lore stuff. Um, but, yeah, if you're looking for, like, just storytelling, the game's not going to do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to piece it together yeah. or look into what other people have pieced together. Um, when even like reading descriptions on items you pick up. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like you have to figure out the story yourself. So, and that's not for everyone, but it is. Um, but it's a really it's cool make you remember, though. community aspect yeah. because a bunch of people start piecing things together and making theories and kind of putting things uh, like, oh, I thought this. Oh, I thought that. Well, that makes sense. And like, yeah. it's, it's crazy because somewhere somebody knows the fucking story completely but they're not telling it straight up and it's interesting because it's always made souls games feel like it's almost like they're almost like po- not post-apocalyptic almost in like a in a, in a fantasy way take place after after a main event a cataclysmic yeah. event yeah. yeah and you're existing after it yeah. and it's it's such a cool device it's such a cool toolkit to play with in storytelling that like the big event already happened and you're existing after the fact. And the big names are past their prime and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. a post world. It's really interesting. I fucking love it. And Elden Ring's no different in that regard. Um, yeah. Bosses are great. Some people complain about the, uh, the repeated boss designs. Um, those do exist, but with the amount of dungeons in the game, I'm okay with it. And they always find a way to make it different. So even if you have the same character model, um, They'll throw an extra move or two in you. They'll throw in some moves, some enemy types. They'll throw two at you. So it's never the exact same, but I get the complaint. But the amount of unique and original bosses that are actually in the game as well, including the ones that they double up for the first time you fight them, there's a lot. There's a shitload. It's not like you fight like four to eight bosses throughout the game. There's bosses fucking completely full through this game. And... uh and it's a blast to always find out who you're going to be fighting once you've crossed the threshold or the surprise boss you run into or the amount of fucking passive dragons that are everywhere um, that a lot of those are completely different from each other. 
I'll say I, I'm pretty sure everyone I fought has had completely different behaviors. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I could really gush about this, and I feel like I, I kind of want to do a proper review for this game. I don't know if I if I'm gonna, but I I would maybe like to. Um. And yeah, I can't really talk about details. Maybe we can do a separate episode where we talk spoilers or something like that. But uh, maybe after you beat it or something. Um, that might be a while. Yeah, but <laughs> I have beaten it. I do plan on playing it more. Um, this is a game that I spent over 90 hours in. And uh, n- not for one second did, was I like checking to see like, oh, God, how much longer do I have to play this for? It wasn't a factor. Oh, dude, um, the amount of times I've like been playing it and like look at my clock, like, fuck, I need to be in bed. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's <laughs> when I'm checking. I'm not like going because some games I'll play and I'm enjoying it. But then I'm like, it's going a little long. I'm like, how long is this game typically? How long do I got to keep playing it? And then I'll beat it. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I move on with my life. But this game, like I was more so like, I need to beat this so I can play other games. Like, because yeah. I'm just going to keep playing this. It's that fucking fun to play. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was a fucking pleasure to play a game that was just so fun to play that, like, you can lose time playing it. And I'm sure a bunch of people think a lot of games are like that. Uh, for me, I play a lot of games. I enjoy most games I play to a certain degree. But to f- actually get lost in a game is rare for me. Very rare. And uh, this game did it. It is... Uh, fantastic so quick review I'm going to give this game an A plus um, I feel 100% fine with giving it the highest grade that we give here we joke around about the you know coveted S ranking but uh, you know nothing's earned that um, but yeah I would I would rank this as one of my favorite games uh, A plus it's a fantastic game it has some issues but I could not even give a fuck less about those because of how good everything else in this game is so Big fan of this game. I really enjoyed it. I do recommend it to people. I ain't got no fucking time for certain conversations around it. Play it and like it or play it and don't like it. Um, and then go find something you do like if you don't like it. Um, but it's got its audience. It's got its fans. And it's got new fans now. And it deserves it because uh, the effort they put into this really, really, really puts a lot of fucking people to shame. And what the, what they're releasing and charging the same amount of money for. Um, or more. Or more. Uh, it's a fantastic game, and from software, it just kind of shows that uh, you know time where there's a lot of uh, uh, lame shit being released um, and practices. You can spend time making a game where people can go, "Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at?" And then you release it, and you you go, "Oh, that's why they, it took them a while to release it because they were making this fantastic game that no one else has ever made." Um, that people will be playing all year. There's no way they won't be. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, <laughs> you know, you can play all the games coming out this year, and you should, but uh, you could really just buy Elden Ring and fucking probably play it throughout the year and be good. Yeah. Especially not looking up a lot of shit. But even then, New Game Plus, New Game Plus, more challenges. Uh, you know, I'm assuming content they're going to release for it at some point because they do support these games. Um, Usually at least once. Yeah. And I hope they do more than they typically do just because of the success of this game. But also the open world nature of this game uh, can really allow them to get even more creative with what they do with uh, additional content. So, Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, Elden Ring's fantastic. Uh, A plus it's the highest I can go with a grade and uh, it's, it's worth it. So definitely check it out. And uh, if you're having problems with it, uh, look up some guides level um, level, um, <laughs> take a break from that boss and go fight some other stuff. Yeah. Um, there are things that you're going to be able to beat that, uh, even if you can't be this guy right now, there's other people you can beat because there's so many, there's a huge spectrum of enemy types all over that map. And if you're running to something that you can't kill, you ain't supposed to be there yet. So go do something else. So 
That's well, that's the advice I'll give you. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let us know in the comments what you guys think of Elden Ring. We have a couple comments we're going to be reading at the end of this episode, though, that have to do with Elden Ring as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, give us your updated thoughts on it in the comments below. Um, the second game I've decided to play, well, technically I played a little bit of Forbidden West. Not enough to really talk about too much. It's a great-looking game. Oh, yeah. It's a great-looking game. It plays really smooth. Um Played a little bit of Ghost of Tsushima Legends. We won't talk about that now, but we'll talk about this weekend. This weekend, coming up real fucking soon for Plus Club. It's one of the four games we're playing. And, um, yeah, I played a little bit of it. I plan on playing a little bit more before uh, before we do the episode. And played something else. Maybe some Gran Turismo. I don't know. I don't remember. It's all blur. I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring. But the game I have been putting time into... Um, just uh, just for fun, just uh, for something to do, even though it is in some ways kind of similar to Elden Ring, but not not as good. Um, it's Final Fantasy Origins uh, Stranger Paradise, uh, which uh, I'm just going to be straightforward with you guys. Uh, it's a fun game to play for sure, but uh, it has some of the worst characters I've seen in a game in a long time. <laughs> Horrible characters. Horrendous. They're mm. fucking awful. And the story's fucking stupid. It's like a a funny B movie. So it's bad in a funny way. I'm cracking up all the time with how stupid the, the story is, but the gameplay is a lot of fun. So if you don't know what this game is, maybe you looked at it, you've looked at it and you're like, eh, I don't know, whatever. It's a lock on target, uh, action game. It is similar to souls type games in the sense that you lock on things, you swing at them, you dodge and you block. I mean, it's made by the guys who made Neo. So yeah, team Ninja made it. Um, so that's interesting because it doesn't have the quality of, of, uh, of Neo, but, um, definitely has a lot of the combat ideas that you'd get from a team ninja game. But, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's like, it's like playing a bad, funny, bad B movie, but the thing that they do that's interesting in this game, and I, I hesitate to say it's a souls game because it doesn't present itself in a way that. Um, it's supposed to be super hard. It's more of an action RPG. It does have a checkpoint system, but there's no souls to lose when you die. Um, as you kill enemies, your ability meter grows, which allows you to do more abilities. And when you die, it'll reset it back to two. And then you have to build that up again. And then also potions, I believe. You can have five at default, but then as you kill things, you can get up to nine. I think when you die, it resets to five, but that might just be if you use them. I don't know. It's got a weird system, but my whole point is it's not a Souls game, um, but it is influenced lightly by it. It's not another Neo either. It's, it's its own thing. The thing that differentiates it, though, is leveling in this essentially is you pick a job, uh, some of the basic jobs you'd assume from a Final Fantasy game, and as you max it out, it'll have two avenues at the bottom of the skill tree for that job that you're playing that will lead into two other jobs. But to get those jobs, you have to also complete another job that leads into it as well. So maybe you need um, um, pugilist, which leads into monk. But to get monk, you need pugilist and um, another job. And when you complete those two, now you've unlocked monk. And then at the end of monk, it goes into, I think, tyrant and assassin or assassin and ninja maybe. And to get those, you have to do Monk and some other job. And so it has this like really robust system of just a shitload of jobs with skill trees that um, 
allows you to explore new ways to fight in the game with new weapons, but also unlock uh, abilities and stats from each job that carry over to other jobs, thus making your character over time more powerful. It's a really cool system. I really enjoy it. Uh, every job maxes out at 30. So um, I have most of my jobs at 30 already, which is kind of crazy. I've been, I think I've put 22 hours into the game already. So I've been playing it. Um, and I'm really enjoying the job system. Uh, I would I also say, say I, I kind of thought it was kind of quick because I saw people on Twitter talking about beating it pretty shortly after it came out. So Yeah, I feel like it's not a super long game, but I've barely touched most of the map. So I don't know. I'm doing all the side quests, though. I'm doing a lot of grinding, too. It's an RPG. Yeah, because <laughs> I just want all the jobs knocked out. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, yeah, so the job system's really cool. The combat's fun. It's a little sloppy compared to like Neo. Neo is like so good, um, but it's good. I, I think it's fun. Um, and I, like I said, I really like the diversity in jobs. And I like that you can be like a healer or like a crit based damage dealer or like fucking, you know, uh, some kind of magic user that nukes things. Um, it gives it a cool um, class specific combat that I really like. Uh, I would also say that this game is a hard co-op game. You should play this with at least one other person or two other people. And it's no bullshit co-op. You literally do missions, and then you're in a lobby with them after you beat the mission. And if you die, you have Phoenix Downs, and the Phoenix Downs, you have three of those. Uh, anytime you grab a checkpoint, it refills those. Um, if you run out of your Phoenix Downs, um, you have to restart. It's no big deal. Um, and yeah, in the lobby system, they just pick the next mission, whoever's hosting. And not only do you stay with them, play with them on whatever mission they pick and you ready up on uh, their progress on missions is your progress on your save, which is nice. So if we both beat the same mission. Uh, when I start the game up, that mission will be beat for me. That's nice. So they, it sounds like they took um, stuff they did in Neo two and, and just made it uh, even more co-op friendly. So pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is nice. Um, the only time it'll ever kick people from um, playing together is if, uh, for instance, there's a mission, I think it's like the sixth or seventh one, uh, we have to make a decision. And uh, when I ask you to make that decision, it, it will kick the people mm -hmm. with you so that you can make that decision. And after they, they can re-invite you. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. Um, <clears throat> I don't have a whole lot to say on it outside of what I've already said. Um, like I said, the characters and the story are really bad. Uh, really fucking bad. Um, but it's funny bad. It's not bad, like frustrating. I just am constantly like, what? Like Jack really wants to find chaos. Like when people were making jokes about him looking for chaos, like I was like, yeah, I saw he said it in the trailer or whatever, but he literally every cutscene brings up chaos. He's like, are you chaos? And like someone's like, no, I work for chaos. He's like, well, I'm going to kill you. And it's like, okay, like cool. Um, I'll say with the one we played the, the beta mm -hmm. i was like it, it feels like a b movie yeah so yeah but it was fun so but yeah the music's cool it's very final fantasy um it's a little different though you can tell it's not square that made this um especially with the fashion the fashion looks like it's trying to be final fantasy but they didn't nail it um <laughs> you can tell in the character designs as well uh but yeah the music's cool the locations are cool it is varied I've been to a lot of different locations. Um, some of the, the locations have, it's not super intricate stuff, but there's one place where like you have to hit these orbs that will make it sunny or make it rain and that'll change the map. 
as you go. So you have to kind of figure out the map that way. So and, then, puzzle solving. and then there's a there's a tower I had to go up in one of the levels or one of the maps. And there's these crystals that you can adjust the way they're looking. And when uh, magic hits them, so enemies will shoot at you and you can let it hit. Or if you're a magic user, you can just hit it yourself. It'll shoot a beam. And those beams will kill anything in front of them. But also there's these crystals that you got to hit with those and they will unlock paths and stuff. By tower, do you mean like the crystal tower from Final Fantasy? It's probably inspired by it. Okay. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's literally a big tower. You go up and there's crystal turrets and shit. So. Okay. Um, I'll say, I, saw, I saw some early stuff too where they had stuff from other Final Fantasy games there other than the first It's one, It's so. definitely just like influenced by Theme Final Park. Fantasy stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't take anything in that game too serious because it doesn't. So. Uh, so yeah, some of the maps, it has stuff you have to interact with. It's not just fighting and stuff like that. So, And uh, playing with people is fun. Um, me and Sarah are playing it. And uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, Samurai and Ninja. Um, also Marauder uh, lately, which I think is a lot of fun. Berserker, which is a lot of fun. And then she's been doing like White Mage, uh, Red Mage um, stuff. Um, dealing with a lot of uh, healing and, and just kind of nuking people. And, uh, I enjoyed Black Mage and Beta so, and White Mage. Yeah. I, didn't get, I, I didn't get red mage that's the way to play the game because the ai is so bad in the game that a lot of times especially during boss fights they just stand in the background talking while the boss is just up my ass the whole time and every once in a while they'll hit it and then it'll hit them and then come right back after me and then they'll just be in the background sitting there looking at him like walking towards him not doing anything and i'm like even if you had one person playing with you it would significantly change the way this boss fight goes because yeah. the ai is so bad that it's almost like you're by yourself fighting the boss. It's too bad they didn't improve that more because I know that was yeah. like one of the major feedbacks they received. Well, it's improved compared to what we were, what I originally played, but not by much. Um, it's 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 pretty horrendous fucking AI. Um, so with playing with people, uh, fights feel completely different. But I do think things stack. I think things get they scale because um, I fought a boss that I didn't have a problem with with Sarah later, and the boss was way harder. When it's me and her fighting it. Um, and I was higher level then than I was when I originally fought him. But uh, when he hit me, it was like almost killing me in like two hits. I was like, so Jesus. was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but still much better playing with uh, somebody than, than with the AI. So um, that's how I would recommend playing the game if you want to play it. Um, yeah, the AI sucks. But it is cool that the AI um, characters, you can swap them out for different party members. You can... Um, put any items on them you want, um, depending on their class. And then later they unlock uh, more classes that you can spec them into and let them level to 30 themselves. Um, so there's some progress going on there. It's not just your character. So Plus you can upgrade uh, weapons, which I think is pretty cool, but I haven't really found a reason to do that yet because the amount of loot in this game is fucking insane. So uh, because I am getting new loot constantly, I'm not going to spend resources upgrading loot. Yeah, I wonder if that's just going to be more of like a uh, quote-unquote endgame thing to do. I feel like it. That's so. the only time I'm going to be doing it, so yeah. but we'll see. Huh. Yeah, it's on my list. I, uh, I just I can't devote time to that and Elden Ring. So. Yeah, I mean, I didn't play it until I was yeah. uh, done. So. so, yeah, that's what I've been playing. And then I plan on playing Tiny Tina and, uh, and Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, I might Probably after just we're done filming. Go ahead. I keep saying that, but I might go ahead and just pick up Ghostwire because I imagine it'll be a shorter game. Yeah, I think people are beating it like 20, 30 hours. Yeah. So 
Um, but I mean, I, I fucking, I played like two hours of Horizon and then Elden Ring came out. I was like, well, guess I'm not fucking playing that anymore right now. Yeah, I played quite a bit of Horizon or Forbidden West, but uh, yeah, once Elden Ring came out, I was just done with it. Yeah. So, and it's nothing wrong with that game. That's how my complaints with Aloy's writing, but um, but gameplay wise, it's 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 a fucking. That's a a really well made AAA game. Yeah, it's funny because like it's just bad timing. Because yeah, there is nothing necessarily like wrong with that game. Though though in Elden Ring's defense, because a lot of people are kind of it's almost a meme at this point. They're like, oh poor poor Forbidden West. Elden Ring came out and now no one's talking about it. And I'm like, that is true and it does kind of suck because they've this has happened to them twice. But all that tells me is, and I don't mean to insult anybody, but like if Forbidden West was as uh, I guess magnetic to people as Elden Ring, it yeah. wouldn't have gotten overshadowed. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not saying it's a bad game, but obviously people are are talking about and playing Elden Ring more than they're talking about and playing Forbidden West. Yeah, for a reason. They didn't plan that. They didn't go, well, fuck Forbidden West. Maybe people on Xbox did. I don't know, but oh, um, sure. <laughs> But really, all that speaks on is how good Elden Ring is, or at least how culturally impactful the game is. Yeah. Um, if Forbidden West was as uh, impactful, it it wouldn't have gotten overshadowed. And I honestly don't think it did get overshadowed. I think the conversation just changed Elden Ring, but quickly. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> it's new and exciting, and fresh. Yeah. Everybody knew what they're going to get with Forbidden West. They knew they're going to get a great AAA game, and they I, got that. I mean, even playing it, I was like. Yeah, this feels comfortable. Yeah, this is yeah. right. Yeah. It's, it it <laughs> it's met my expectations. But yeah. it, it slightly exceeded them in its visual style or visual uh, visuals in general. But yeah. uh, Elden Ring completely blew me out of the fucking water. Um, whereas like Forbidden West, I'm like, yeah, this is this is what I expect from a AAA game on yeah. on PS5 right now. So um, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is really crazy. And so you know, I do feel for the developers of Forbidden West because they put plenty of fucking work into their game and it's one of the best looking games ever made. Um, oh, I'm sure and, it's, sold plenty. and it's running on a PS five and it's sold plenty. Yeah. But people keep making the joke that Elden ring robbed them of something. It's like, they couldn't have gotten robbed by Elden ring if they made something that was just as impactful. So I'm not trying to insult anybody, but, uh, Elden ring doesn't have something to, uh, rob them of that attention outside of just existing. And so, um, it's no one's fault other than, their own i guess so um i'll leave that as that and i haven't played anything else you got anything else no No? i'm raiding on weekends still that's about it all right well let us know yeah i would like to play some more lost ark too but i sound out time to do that uh let us know in the comments what you guys uh what have you guys been playing lately anything you would recommend us play especially because we've only been playing elden ring maybe you played something that you're like hey don't fucking forget about this hey maybe you should finish that uh you know throw out your recommendations also you know what have you been playing have you been playing elden ring have you been liking it? have you not been liking it anything about that game that you're not really digging what's well, something you really dig about it and uh, any games you're looking forward to playing are you gonna play ghostwire tokyo are you gonna play some Tina, I know a lot of people bring that up, man. Like, as somebody who's not super stoked on, but wants to kind of play it, I talk to people all the time. We're like, I'm so fucking excited for Tiny Tina. I'm like, well, I'm glad somebody is. Uh, it's getting decent reviews, so um, not that I expect anything other than that. Some people are saying it's like too safe, but I'm like, they they need to go that route because, uh, yeah, three made some people unhappy, including me. So, uh, and yeah. Uh, let us know everything you think about in the comments below when it comes to games you've been playing and the games we've been playing. All right, we got a bunch of videos to watch. Um, 
and we're gonna watch those. So the first video we got is for uh, Marauders. Um, this is the official announcement trailer, and um, this is a new game that just got announced recently. Um, and the description for it says, step into the diesel punk setting of Marauders for some solo or up to four player PVE or PVP space pirate looter shooter action using your earned in-game XP to purchase persistent gear along with upgradable ships for the dogfighting side of gameplay. Marauders will enter PC early access later. Um, sounds like a cool premise to me. Um, I haven't watched this, but I have been hearing people say that it's like Tarkov and Hunt which uh, of course speaks to me as a huge fan of Hunt uh, Showdown. And so I'm definitely interested in watching this. Uh, thoughts on this? Uh, obviously I haven't seen it, I don't think. But uh, the premise? Um, I mean, I, it's really hard for me to have any thoughts. I didn't even know what it was until you told me we were going to watch it. So Perfect. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> well, I figure we should just watch it then and then okay. we can talk about it. This is only a minute long, so uh, let's do it in three, two, one, and go. Product not yet rated. Wow, Thanks. that was really loud. 1992. Yeah, yeah, I said diesel pump, which I think is interesting. That was very brief, yeah. All right. Well, is there anything at the end of those? Team 17. Oh. The guy NFTs coming out, dude. Um, all right. What do we think? Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't really have like a lot to say on this. Uh, it didn't show much. I'm not a huge fan of the submarines in space look. Mm. I think it's kind of cheesy. <laughs> um, that out of the way though um the gunplay looked pretty cool from the little bit we got to see uh it was very brief it was very uh, nice looking in that regard um and i actually liked visually what i saw once it, it turned into the first person shooter aspect of mm -hmm. it um but uh i mean realistically it's probably not going to be my type of game so um it's about all i really got to say about it yeah um, well, the description is interesting because they're talking about ship combat, dogfights, and we didn't really see a whole lot of that, but we saw, you know, smaller ships flying around. Uh, so the thing I think is intriguing is the whole idea of like, it shows them launching into a bigger ship. And I'm assuming those are going to be like where you're playing at. Um, and the graphics look good. The animations look good. Um, you know, it's definitely an indie game, but, uh. It looks pretty decent. Gunplay looks decent. Uh, can't really tell a whole lot from it, but it looks playable. Um, and then the the 
amount of inventory space and items seems like there's going to be quite a bit of things to loot. It does seem like it'd be kind of like a Tarkov system uh, where you do have your weapons that possibly you can lose um, when you die. Things you can load out or you know, throw into your loadout before you do your missions um, that you could possibly lose and then obviously leave with stuff that you find, uh, which I think is a cool system. I actually would like to see more shooters uh, play around with this. This is something that I think has room to evolve since there's not a lot of games doing the hardcore shooter uh, you know, risk versus reward thing that some games are doing. Um, so I think there is plenty of room for people to join in on that, and I'm glad to see its growth. Um, I don't know if this game is going to be that, but it kind of seems like it is. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, lo- it looks like a game up my alley for sure. That's what the biggest reason I pulled this is I was like, yeah, it sounds like a game I would play. It looks like a game I would play. Um, it does look a little undercooked, so hopefully uh, they're still working on it. And they still got plans for it, but overall, I mean, it looks promising. And it looks like a game that I would definitely play. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see when it comes out. But uh, uh, mostly I'm intrigued by the setting. I think the setting is uh, is interesting. It's nothing new or revolutionary, but um, there's a lot of angles that could have gone, uh, especially just being a modern shooter or uh, a sci-fi game. But they went this, with this diesel punk look. And uh, yeah, I it'll this early on, if more people are going to make games like this, we'll make them stand out early on. So and I think that's important. So. Um, yeah, I will, uh, I won't wish, wish list it, but I will, uh, I will keep an eye on it. And, uh, if I hear good things, I will be picking it up. Yeah. Anything else? Nah. All right. Let us know in the comments. I was very quick. Uh, what'd you think of Marauders? This is a game that you would play. Uh, are you hyped for, you not hyped for it? Um, have you played games that possibly could be similar to it? Like hunt showdown or, uh, escape from Tarkov. I know a lot of people play Tarkov. A lot of people play hunt now. It's really weird. Um, and, uh, if you don't, if you're not interested in this or you don't play games like that, let me know why in the comments as well. And uh, yeah, let's move on to the next video. We got um, a new Ghostbusters game, uh, Spirits Unleashed, uh, official reveal trailer. Now, this is being made by Ilphonic. Ilphonic made the Friday the 13th game and they made the Predator Hunting Grounds game. So these guys can get big brands somehow. That's all they do, apparently. That's all they do is get big brands and make half-baked fucking uh, games that are kind of fun, but also underdeveloped, in my opinion, typically. Um, This will also be a 4v1 game, like they do, with all their big brand titles, uh, in which four people will be Ghostbusters Uh and one person will be the ghost. Yeah. So um, anything you want to say on that before we watch this, or should we just watch it and then discuss um pretty much the same as last one i don't know what to expect other than what you just kind of told me and uh it doesn't sound like my type of game but we'll see i was just blown away that ilphonic made the friday 13th game which is janky as fuck but it's actually pretty fun i actually got really into it when i was playing it um but it's it's unfinished uh for fucked up reasons uh and then they made the predator game and it could have been good but it feels underbaked um and was not optimized well uh going through menus to customize your character took longer than should because everything loaded for like a split second so the whole experience is just slow and clunky yeah um so it seems like they got ideas but they're also kind of struggling with their games and so i just think it's really fucking hilarious that not only are they making another game like the games they made before so they got the 4v1 thing down they've been doing that for a little bit but or what's that called um asymmetrical gameplay um 
But not only are they doing that and they got that down, they got another big fucking brand. And in my opinion, they're pretty unproven still. So it's just like, how are they How are they getting these locked in? Did somebody work for this company like no people? Uh, or they're really good at talking. Possibly. It's typically who you know, though, in my opinion. But yeah, maybe they are just really good at selling ideas. Um, they're like, hey, no one's making a Ghostbusters game. Fucking we've made some pretty big titles ourselves. We won't tell you how those did, but we did it. Yeah. And uh, we'll do it for you, too. So um, anyway, we should watch this. And then we talk about it. Uh, this is Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed official reveal trailer in three, two, one and go. Yeah, we saved the world a few times. But between that, we provided a needed service to the masses. It is a much better looking game That's already you than uh, we're passing the torch than the last yet. two games. Passing the particle uh, throw, giving you the tools. The designs are going to help with that now a lot. Let's see if you have the talent. Well, it's also smart too because the two brands they fucked around before with before were like mature titles with blood and all this crazy shit. I feel like this is them just looking at it. It's going for working everybody. together to watch each other's. Back. One of would add something in the the genre for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not killing them. You're sucking up ghosts. Yeah. Now, I know you're still a ghost-busting trainee, playing, but there's much more here than like meets the eye. Take like a look uh, at this. Dead by Daylight. Which, uh, you yeah, have the chance to see firsthand what then, uh, exists on the other side. Like the same <laughs> Catching ghosts is only the half of one. Yeah. So you want to play as a ghost? Sounds like we got the actual actors. Play the characters too. Like to see you try to take on my you can team. Pay these people to make videos for you. Why not? All right. What do we think? I think uh, outside of the visuals, it's exactly what I was kind of expecting out of it. Uh, once I've, I realized who made it, what kind of game it was going to be, but uh, graphically is a lot better than I was expecting, mm -hmm. um, which is nice to see. I also, you know, upon having the conversation during the video, I think it's smart for them to make a more, um, E for everybody style yeah. game. Um, hopefully this will be the one that sticks for them as long as they don't, you know, get fucked with yeah. licensing stuff so. or make a game that people are not super stoked to play. Um, yeah. I feel like they have the most potential of making something that people are going to want to play with this because it is going to have a bigger umbrella, I guess, for everybody. Um, there are plenty of Ghostbusters fans out there. Um, and it's a game, not the 4v1 thing, but like, you know, using the rays and stuff to fucking suck up ghosts. There's one other game like that that came out years ago, the Ghostbusters game. So yeah. it's going to offer something that people aren't going to be able to get. And it is a, is a good-looking game. It's a clean-looking game. It's not the best-looking thing I've ever seen. But uh, compared to their other games, uh, visually, this isn't going to hold people back. You look at the Predator game, you're like, that game looks kind of like a fucking PlayStation 2 game. Um, but this is like, no, it looks like a clean, indie-looking game. Um, and, uh, you know, 4v1, that's plenty of people to uh, get into a room and... If you can get enough people to play it, I feel like you can get a big enough community to play in this game. I think also with the kind of in the same vein as like Dead by Daylight, um, the the one role um, is very open for creative freedom or licensing mm -hmm. uh, of things. Um, they can make whatever kind of ghosts they want and give them whatever kind sure. of moveset they want and it'll fit. 
Um, just like, you know, you can make whatever kind of like horror or killer or whatever in dead by daylight, though they'd mostly do licensing stuff now. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I, I think that's like a smart move. It gives them long, the ability to have longevity. I mean, hell they could even have new, um, uh, members uh, Ghostbusters as well. They just mm. make up people, right? Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be that weird. So, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting too to see like cutscenes. I don't know if these are cutscenes from in the game actually, or if it's just promotional stuff for the trailer. It looks like cutscenes for the game, but it looks like they're 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 taking what they know from the other games and they're trying to. I mean, really, it just feels like they're trying to get something to stick. But um, yeah. it does feel like a bigger effort than their prior games. It does look like a better game all around, and the design looks a lot better. Kind of like what you were saying, you can. It's it's a type of game that if they can get people to keep playing it, they can keep adding uh, their own original content, their own original ghosts. Um, they just have to make being the ghost and being the Ghostbusters fun. That's the biggest trick of these kind of games. Is like you got to make both angles interesting enough to play because if you don't have one you don't got a game yeah um you have to have both um in a lot of a lot of these types of games it's either um you know more interesting plays the survivors or the the you know the killer i would say Um, most of these games most people want to play as the survivors yeah i do typically yeah but in dead by daylight um a lot of people have like a like a complex where they really want to play the killer too. But there have been times when I've been into that game where like, it takes a little bit to get into a room that because exists, yeah. there's one killer per four people playing. Yeah. And so when you're playing survivor, there's a good chance you're going to be waiting on people to play yeah. killer. Um, whereas when you're playing killer, you get in a room instantly. So, um, especially in a rank setting where like, you know, you're adding more factors into matchmaking now. Yeah. So, yeah, and then when I played Predator Hunting Grounds, I ran into the same issue. Uh, luckily, they put AI into that game, which was smart, but it wasn't good AI. It was Stranger of Paradise AI. It was bad. Yeah, I mean, it still lets you play, but yeah, that, that's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, well, they learned the mistakes of uh, of prior games of going like, you have to have a community to play these games. And if you run out of your community, you can't continue the game. So made complete sense. Hopefully, they'll do the same thing here. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, I thought it was a, a, a solid trailer. It showed off... Uh, the concept pretty straightforward you kind of know what you're getting into with these guys though and it does look like a better looking game all around it looks like it has more production um and uh honestly i'll probably check it out myself um just because i do like these kind of games but um if i'm also being honest i'm not the biggest ghostbusters guy i'm a little i'm i'm just a little too young i like i, I wasn't i wasn't into it when i was uh, a kid so um it doesn't do much for me as a brand. I don't dislike Ghostbusters, but also, I'm also not like in love with it. I say as a brand, I don't care. As the original movies go, yeah, I like them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's an age thing, though. Like you're a little older than me, so yeah. like maybe you because like there's a bunch of movies from that era where you know people just older than me like them, and people older than them like them, of course. But like I'm like right at the cutoff where I'm like, yeah, they're fine. I'm just I never got into them too yeah. much, so. So yeah, brand doesn't do much for me, but uh, yeah. Anyway, it it looks interesting. I'll probably check it out because I like 4v1 games. So anything else? Nope.
All right, let us know in the comments what you guys think about Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed official reveal trailer. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Do you have any interest in playing this? Um, what do you think about Ilphonic? Have you played their prior games? Uh, what do you think of those? And um, what would you like to see from a Ghostbusters game? Um, do you want this? Do you want a multiplayer co-op game? Do you want a single-player game? Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right, a little late, but uh, not too late. We are going to watch the Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak Digital event that happened, I think, like nine days ago. Um, we were busy at the time, so we didn't react to it, but I feel like we should react to it because we like Monster Hunter. I played a shitload of a lot of the Monster Hunters, including World, a lot of it. Um, I've not played Rise a whole lot, which kind of sucks, but should. you've actually beaten it. I did. Um, so you can come in here with a little bit of uh, knowledge, um, <laughs> and I will come in with some regret on a game that I uh, just wish I had the time to play, but uh, don't as of right now, but hopefully I will. Um, why is my camera so fucking on the side? Let's see if I can fix this real quick. Perfect. All right. So, um, yeah, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about this except for that there is uh, more content coming out through Sunbreak. And uh, we'll we'll learn from this. But um, we think about, uh, as somebody who has finished it, uh, the prospect of, uh, like, an expansion. I mean, I think Monster Hunter always is, you know. Uh, the right game to get expansions. So yeah. um, especially the, after the way they handled it with World, uh, I think they did a great job with that. And if they do that again, I'll have zero complaints. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely curious. I uh, I haven't played Rise in a while, so my memory is a little foggy on it. I'm also going to throw out the disclaimer. If I don't get you know excited about the monsters that I should be getting excited about, um, I'm the wrong guy. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, it's kind of tricky with trailers, too, when there's flashing things at you real quick. You're trying to take it all in. So, yeah. I can't even remember, like, people I've met's names. I'm not going to remember monsters and stuff like yeah. that that well. So, uh, But, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play it. Um, I'm worried about when it's going to come out, obviously. Yeah, for sure. I have a, a list of catch-up games already. So, I saw a meme, like, a day or two ago that uh, people were joking about how... Um, with Elden Ring, they're like, these these bosses are too hard to fix. And they're like, okay, we'll, we'll patch something in. And then I show the guy from Monster Hunter, and they're like, fix these monsters, they're too hard. And he's just like, no. And you, so you I thought that was it, a funny, funny uh, comparison. It is. That's really funny because I actually was watching a stream today of someone playing Elden Ring, and the other game they really like a lot is Monster Hunter. <laughs> Monster Hunter can be a very challenging game. So. Uh, well, they're both boss-centric. Yeah, hundred so. percent. The thing, the thing that's great about Monster Hunter though is you can get as much out of it as you want. Yeah. So you can normally beat the main story and not run into that issue. But when you start playing further, it starts getting much, much harder. Oh, you, yeah. don't, you don't have to play that content. So if you're complaining about how hard the game is, you typically have gotten your fill by the time you get to the point where you are having that conversation. Yeah, you're playing retooled monsters. Yeah. At that point, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think is a good design. So. Um, Agreed. It didn't start the game off with Marga and fucking start wrecking people who've never played the game before. With the tree sentinel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> But if you're a seasoned vet of, uh, of Souls games, you're like, I get what the fuck that guy is. Yeah, that guy's there to make you check yourself. Yeah, you look at him, you're like, he's not easy. I'm going to walk around him real quick. I'll come back to him later. Uh, so we should probably just watch this. Yeah. Um, oh, real quick. Um, like I said, I, I played like 
30 minutes to an hour of Rise when it first came out. I did the tutorial and other games came out and I prioritized them. I shouldn't have done it, but I did it. I need to get back and play this at some point um, because I really like Monster Hunter. I just haven't had the time. Uh, I am very happy, though, to see that Sunbreak is coming out. I don't know exactly what they're releasing with that. We're going to find out in this video, but uh, always happy to see more Monster Hunter and to see uh, Monster Hunter get supported because they make fantastic games that you know they're going to support. And when they do, you're like, fuck yeah, that's what they do. And yeah. they always do a good job at it. So um, I am excited to see what they're offering with this. Yeah. Ready? Yes. All right. Three, two, one, and go. This is Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak Digital Peggy Event, 12. March 2022. Weird performance. Those were so loud. Yeah. yeah. It was a little rough doing the uh, the audio check for this earlier because uh, these videos all have different audio, and this one's audio is very weird. There's subtitles though, so hopefully you guys can hear something and you can read it. And for people listening, I apologize. Hello, everyone. I'm Ryozo Tsujimoto, producer on the Monster Hunter series. Today, we will be bringing you the latest information on Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, the massive expansion to Monster Hunter Rise, which is scheduled to be released in summer 2022. Seems like it's coming out pretty quick. Plenty of new updates to share with you, so make sure you keep yeah. watching until the end. They came out in 2020, didn't it? I think so. With that, yeah. let's kick things off with a look at a new trailer for Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Enjoy! Dang. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. I gotta do a shooting fucking laser gun now. <laughs> so far this trailer has just been Let's throw the hunters in the sky a couple times. I know, he's just ripping the fucking ground up and it's going flying. <laughs> so there, yeah, they're doing just like they did with uh, Iceborne and making a whole new area. Mm -hmm. Smart. Yeah. This fucking sick train in the background. Damn me. Humble greetings. Alright, everyone. Humble greetings. Please don't. Said turn it on, I know. Yeah. Hopefully in the next month I can catch up on everything I need to play and then I can catch up on other shit. 
Because I think the middle of the year is going to be pretty... It seems like pretty chill. That's fucking sick. The dog had a gun on it. Elden Ring. That guy's up to no good, I can tell. June 30th. Maybe then I'll have to play it. As you could see at the end of the trailer, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is scheduled for a global release on June 30, 2022. Today, we'll tell you more about the info and pre-order details. So we hope you enjoy the show. It's in summer. Apparently they meant the beginning of summer. Yeah, for some reason I was thinking later. How laggy that smoke looks. Yeah, it, I keep thinking Monster maybe it's the Hunter Rise. Yeah. The Sunbreak is the, the massive expansion to Monster Hunter <laughs> Rise. It's filled it's with new content that builds on the base game, today. such as a new story starting it's at a Russia, new base, dude. new locales, maybe. monsters, gameplay mechanics, and a new hunter rank called the Master Rank. Hmm. Right. Now let's take a look at some of the new elements of Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, starting with an all-new locale. Mm. The Citadel features it various environments. I have to say, it's just Elden Ring. I went there, there's a hole that's, in the ground. That's where you get fucking, uh... Each teeming with never-before-seen endemic life. At the center lies an old fortress, long abandoned oh to God, nature. Oh my god, adorable. The remnants of a once prosperous but... civilization now serve as a bastion for dangerous monsters. Let's just call this Monster and Rise Elden Ring. They're like, we didn't take that name. That's just this is just our expansion. I like how things. In the surrounding woodland area resides kind of. Fang beast it's obviously like reptile-like, but it's also like gorilla-like. Oh, he's ugly as fuck. Seem docile at first, but it won't hesitate to attack with its huge body. Once enraged, its left arm is covered in moss, and its right arm in magma, allowing it to attack with both fire and water elements to make it nearly unstoppable. Yeah, Looks cool. I already know. Next up, we have the oh, yeah. Wyvern Lunagarn. So we jump on all over the place. This monster can cover its body in ice to act as body armor. When enraged, Lunagarn reveals its true form, standing on hind legs and thrashing its claws with deadly precision. It's rumored that there's nothing that its claws cannot shred to pieces. What's more, a new subspecies of the mischievous Bishaten has been discovered. Damn. Be careful, though. That thing's out of fucking Jim Henson thing, dude. This Bishaten throws exploding pine cones. They just made another one. And last but not least, 
the powerhouse Astalos makes a return appearance. This is that one I'm supposed to be hyped for. This Probably. flying wyvern can generate electricity, which it stores in its horn, wings, and tail. I like electricity. When all parts are fully charged, the power of its attacks becomes truly devastating. Fucking looks like it, dude. Looks horrifying. Following the events of the rampage at Kimura, which saw our hunter and companion successfully defend the village against the imminent onslaught of monster hordes, peace had finally been restored. Or so we thought. The Sunbreak arc begins with the sudden appearance of the ferocious Lunagaran at the shrine. There we are confronted by Dame Fearane. Yeah, I didn't try it. I love tower defense. So I'd like to check it out. There's some like procedurally generated tower defense game that's on Steam that people keep talking about that I want to try. Oh, interesting. I bought one that I was going to tell you about and I completely forgot it was a co-op one. Thus, our hunter sets off for the Elgato outpost. Having saved Kimura Village from the Calamity, the hunter is tasked by their friends to set out to Elgato. A research outpost... Yeah, this one starts like in a small chunk, and things come from off the map, and you just put your towers. Then you expand the map by pressing an area, and here's another chunk that's ready to generate And then you put new towers, and then the more grows. I don't know what the benefit is, but there's more more avenues and stuff, and it's all random. Popular as ever. Sounds like they took tower defense. The command and, and post took, located uh, in town the world, like, yeah. base of operations. Yeah. Progress is made every day. I always love the their of the hubs in these games. The oh, yeah. the kingdom. I actually kind of got a uh, monster vibe from um, a couple of locations in Forbidden West. Some of their like uh, towns. There's like, a lot of stuff going on. People like cooking like in huge kitchens and shit. This just kind of reminds me of Monster oh, cool. Yeah, I barely play the game, so. On you to come through. Yeah, I plan on playing and beating it this week. And I just played Stranger Paradise and beat Elden Ring. You, play, you played Soulsborne games? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> like, you can't lock on Target and fucking Forbidden West. I ain't playing that. Why, hello. Don't let appearances fool you, though. There's more to Chiche than meets the eye. I don't like that. You'll also meet other characters, like Minail, the blacksmith. Alright, let's make it happen. Oboro, the merchant. Here's what I have to offer. That blacksmith has and an apron on, but her stomach's exposed. Individuals who will aid you in your hunt. She, she, she don't give a fuck, she's dude. She's getting burnt left and right. She, yeah, she likes a little excitement <laughs> so in her far, life. The investigation in Elgato has identified... What style's more Garangol, important? And the elder dragon, Malzino. He looks As like the a Malzino. Threats to the kingdom. These priority the targets are Elden Lords, the dude. Three lords. <laughs> Team up with the knights of the royal order to save the kingdom from Malzino and the impending calamity. Malzino, dude. Or Malzino. <laughs> I'm just stuck on Elden Ring. <laughs> Explore new locales packed with unique monsters and take on new master rank quests. It's a new adventure in an unknown world for your hunter. Yeah, I, I mean, not that I have to sell Monster Hunter to you, but I, uh, the combat and Rise. Next, is, let's is go dope. over some product information for the release. Which is so funny because I expected Hunter it to be a little more relaxed because of the limitations of the Switch, but 
it's like more hyperactive. Yeah. So. Those who already own either the physical or digital versions of Monster Hunter Rise and only want to purchase the expansion can pick up the digital version of Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak as downloadable content. Also available for purchase is the Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak Deluxe Edition, which features the Sunbreak expansion as well as additional what bonus content such as layered yeah. armor sets, <laughs> yeah. gestures, and hairstyles. Elden Ring. Dark, <sighs> we appreciate other difficult games. Those who would like to start playing from the beginning of the base game. Me. Can pick up the Monster Hunter Rise mm -hmm. plus Sunbreak set to experience the full package. Sorry about it. This contains the main game of Monster Hunter Rise plus the expansion. This video is only 20 Rise minutes, Sunbreak and they showed the stuff already. I feel set. like this is just telling us how to buy the game now. This is a Hopefully great option if you want to start with Monster Hunter Rise, complete yeah, we'll it, and then move seamlessly into the minutes. Sunbreak expansion. Yeah, typically stuff I'm interested in flies by like that. So yeah. We've got some oh, purchase yeah. bonuses as well, which include layered armor for both your Palico and your Palmute. I like the way the, the Palmutes look. Yeah, that Palmute looks Make fucking sure to the game so you don't like a out. normal dog, but fucking beefy. You gotta be able to ride it. We will also be releasing three new Amiibo They're for still doing Amiibos? Right. Holy shit. So... <laughs> Especially with an Android phone, all you need to do is buy. You can use these amiibo to unlock special layered armor in the game, and to make use of the daily lottery to gain a variety of useful items with your phone, with your Android phone, and then you them. You won't want to miss out on these. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Pre-orders for the digital version of Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak will start according to the following schedule. So mark your calendars. Such weird For more footage. details on Monster Hunter Rise yeah. Sunbreak, oh, be sure to check out the official You're website. Talking to gamers, not fucking corporate people. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, these presentations, I, I love them, but at the same time, when they give you like the details, it's like comes off almost like they're letting people who are gonna sell the game know. Yeah. Moving along, I'd like to share some news about the Monster Hunter Rise base game. Oh, that's my pop. As previously announced, Yo, players pup? will be able to access Sunbreak's new content after completing the seven-star hub quest, Serpent Goddess of Thunder, mm. in Monster Hunter Rise. <sighs> to help players meet this requirement, we are currently distributing powerful support items. All items will be provided free of charge to aid players who are new to the game. Makes sense. They did that with World as well. Mm. Yeah, These except for I had fucking done all the content when that came out on World, and this, I'm like, maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> veterans talisman. Defender weapons have high attack power, which can be very helpful in early quests. The Black Belt Hunter armor boasts high defense and can activate useful skills, such as increased attack power or recovery. The weapons seem a lot crazier in this, though. You'll also than in be World. able to claim this is straight up the DS, Fenry, the mailman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> style. Yeah, I'm glad I'm seeing a lot of crazy shit in this because that's like the one There's complaint the in World. Cross set, which is useful if you want to gather harvesting items. Yeah, no, there's some wacky ass shit in this game. It's no, awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it should be. 
On top of this, you can look forward to new event quests and various contents, which will continue to be released until March 25th. Use these beginner-friendly weapons and armor to prepare yourself for Sunbreak, or for trying out any of the event quests and collab quests you haven't played yet. Damn. We have some news about a patch for Monster Hunter Rise as well. 13 gigs. On the release of Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, Monster Hunter Rise will receive a oh, title update. Oh, no, that makes sense. They're putting the game files in there so that... This allows players to access yeah, certain contents from Monster still. Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Even if you haven't purchased the expansion, this update will adjust weapon balance, as well as add item packs and character edit vouchers from the day Sunbreak is released. This update is also required for online play. We anticipate that this update will need about 13 gigabytes of storage, so please plan accordingly and make sure you have enough they don't free space know. on your storage device. It's probably, scary, dude. Probably still working on it. Got a couple months still. Next up, a reminder for players in Europe, North America, and Australia that a free trial of Monster Hunter Rise for the Nintendo Switch system is currently available exclusively to Nintendo Switch Online members. Not anymore. <laughs> the game trial is available between True. March 11th and 17th <laughs> and lets you continue your save data after yeah, purchasing we're doing the full game. The video if you haven't already bought Monster late. Hunter Rise, please yeah. check the game trial out while it's still available. More details are available on your local official Nintendo websites and Nintendo eShop. If you're interested in trying out Monster Hunter Rise, I strongly encourage you to take part in the game trial and experience the game for yourself. I want to try it on fucking PC. I can't play it for them. The digital I know, why, that's why I haven't bought it. I haven't bought it on PC. So now's your chance to Chris pick has it up. on PC. He has on both. So. wraps it up for today's announcements. There's still plenty more to talk about though, so we'll have more information detailing new monsters and gameplay to share with you in the future. So stay tuned. <laughs> to reiterate, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak will release worldwide on June 30, 2022. Mm -hmm. We plan on releasing several free title updates after its initial release. We'll keep you updated on this in future announcements. Thank you for tuning in to today's special Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak digital event. Yeah, dude, half of us fucking how to buy the game and how big the content's gonna be. And then a reiteration. Yeah. The trailer a second time. I mean, I'm gonna fucking want to buy it anyway, so I don't. I honestly wouldn't have had to even see this, but it's good to know what we're getting. So, also good reminder: I should play the fucking game. Yeah, I mean, it's not that long. So yeah, you're saying that, which actually gives me some hope because uh, just all the games I gotta yeah. play. So, um, all right, what do we think? Um, I I think the the monsters look cool, um, except for the gorilla looking thing i think is ugly as hell but i'm sure it'll still be a fun fight um and by fun i mean probably frustrating but that's monster hunter <laughs> um, uh other than that yeah i mean i'm looking forward to them adding more content to the game i i played 
rise up until you know during the early patch cycles before they started adding a bunch of free content i'm sure there's a bunch of missions i could download at this oh, point i'm sure um, i know which would be fine it'd be good like warm up to get ready for the expansion anyways um assuming i find the time yeah uh, but i mean i'm gonna pick it up i and I, I know i have at the very least two people to play it with though so i would prefer if i had a full party yeah because we usually end up having to you know have a rando come with us so yeah, makes sense. Um, it's hard to talk about this completely in in the sense of, you know, if I've played the the base game, which I haven't played a whole lot of. But um, as a Monster Hunter fan, um, I'm liking what I'm seeing here. Um, I am glad to see that it's getting the full support you expect um, with an expansion. New location, new hub, um, new enemy types, um, which is always exciting. Also bringing back old ones, which is also expected. Um, Monster Hunter uh, really... Um, the devs are really good at creating new monsters, but also recognizing that they've made a lot in the past already. And there's a lot of fan favorites and they like to bring them back. And I always think it's really neat uh, the way they do that. Um, but yeah, it's really cool to see uh, a huge chunk of content uh, coming out very soon, June, um, which is not that far away. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm stoked to experience that even though um, I'm not ready to do that yet. I do like that they're offering the um, uh, kind of like easy speed through armor that they did with uh, World. Um, they can just equip and just kind of play through real fast. Um, I kind of jokingly said I should use that, but I would want to play the game as intended um, to get the full experience. So I probably won't use it, but um, uh, it is cool they add that because, you know, there are going to be maybe some. Uh, potential new players that are like coming in going like, well, I don't want to fucking have to catch up and yeah. you can just equip that shit and get you to the um, expansion content faster. So um, there's, there's use for it. Um, yeah. New enemies look cool though. The gorilla guy, I do think he's ugly, but I think he's dope. Um, they like a gorilla fucking earth fire uh, reptile guy Captain with moss. Planet. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's all over the place. And uh yeah, the other one's looking really cool too. Um, the ice guy is a little expected for me, even with not really having played uh, this one too much. Uh, the um, the model uh, I recognize um, and have, uh, outside of his specific moves, seen other monsters, uh, you know, with a similar skeleton structure, um, which is not too uncommon um, in these games. Um, and yeah, just watching this makes me want to play it though. Um, Especially with all the weird mobility and shit that I'm not used to using. I like barely dabbled with it. And I was like, this is kind of neat that you can even do this shit. Um, also, the Palamute with a fucking gun on his back. Is that like normal in the base game? I don't remember that. Yeah, because that's, uh, that's pretty fucking cool. Also, all the Elden Ring. I know they're not calling it that, but I am. So, And uh, the the big boss of uh, this game is looking cool. Um, though, you know, we don't get a whole lot from it. Um, it's, it's a cool design. So, um, I uh, definitely am intrigued. I think it's funny how all their games and expansions, uh, always have like the reveal of, uh, of the main, uh, Pokemon does that too. Yeah. It's interesting. They just reveal that so quickly. And of course, revealing returning, um, Pokemon as well. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's it's looking cool. It's uh, it makes just makes me regret that I haven't played the base game. Um, and I will at some point. Um, I I will have a blast when I play it too. I just uh, I gotta have the time to do it. So um, 
So hopefully uh, in like a month or two, uh, things settle down. We don't get a bunch of new games releasing within one month. Um, and I can actually play the uh, Game of the Month and Plus Club ga- games responsibly. And uh, also just you know play games at my leisure and not just uh, have to go, holy fuck, there's like five games that just came out. And I also want to play a game that came out in fucking 2020. Um, it's rough. So, But yeah, uh, really good presentation. They're always good. Uh, always straight to the point. Really enjoy them. And uh, this one was no different. So, uh, Anything else you want to say on that? All right, well, let us know in the comments what you guys think of Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak Digital Event. Um, are you excited for this? You're not excited for this. Have you played Rise? Are you planning on playing Rise? Do you play it on Switch or PC? And uh, what are you hoping for from Sunbreak? They're pretty thorough about what we're getting, but um, maybe there's some details out there that you've heard that you want to let us know as well. Um, and uh, yeah, what are you thinking about it? And are you excited for any new potential new uh, Monster Hunter uh, in the future? Possibly uh, Monster Hunter World 2. Do you want that? Do you want a whole new Monster Hunter after they do Sunbreak? Um, let me know everything you're thinking about uh, when it comes to Monster Hunter, Rise, Sunbreak, and Monster Hunter in general in the comments below. All right, so that time again where we reflect on prior episodes and read your comments and reply to them. If you want your comment to be read for sure, type in hashtag AskTLG. Otherwise, I read at random. I'm going to read like a couple comments here. And uh, yeah, if I don't read your comment, uh, type in hashtag AskTLG next time because we got quite a bit of comments. I'm not going to read them all. So um, yeah, you have been warned. Warmed. Warm, warned. <laughs> you have been warmed. <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm really tired. I'm. I'm gonna be. I'll be 100 honest. Honest with you guys. All right. Uh, so reaction. Uh, this was uh, we reacted to State of Play for March 2022. Uh, Exo Primal was uh, revealed. Um, we talked about Elden Ring. And we also talked about March game releases. Uh, we got some comments on this video. Uh, make sure to go check it out if you're curious about any of that stuff. And yeah, the first comment we got is from Ryder uh, saying, I know it is my game of the year at least. It's close to what I was expecting and I'd say better too. I imagine the open world to feel really experimental and timid in terms of exploration and the rewards for it. But they pretty much translated their approach to level design perfectly. I believe this is in uh, regards to Elden Ring. Um, there's a ton of areas you can simply miss out. Uh, there's rarely a moment where you decide to explore a bit and you're not rewarded, depending on how strict your definition of reward really are is really, um, the loot, the bosses, the interaction, did I skip a part? No, I didn't. Uh, the loot, the bosses, the interactions with NPCs all come together to add something to either your experience or your character in different ways and not in a spur of the moment that was cool, I guess, manner. Everything is placed with intent and thought for progression behind it, and the soundtrack is where it needs to be. They had some new composers as well, and I'm not disappointed. That's a good point. I, I really love the music in it as well, and I didn't know they had new composers, so uh, that is definitely a credit to them. That's not him. That's that's me for anybody listening. Uh, continue on. Uh, that and Elden Ring made me reconsider my stance on the cringe factor of video game romance after a four hours long pegging session with uh, Millennia. Um, I'm kind of stuck on being Radon's good boy. And does daddy ever take care of me? The emotional roller coasters of these relationships. There's nothing artificial about them. No summons, though. Congrats on the no summons. That's a, that's a rare one. I was doing that early on in the game, and then I just started indulging in the summons because I got so many of them. Why not use them? Any thoughts, Chevy? I mean, we already gushed about the game all episode now. but um, And when I was reading his first uh, paragraph, I was just like, pretty much we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. 
I mean, I pretty much agree with everything you're saying. Pretty much verbatim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I Maybe we not, even read his comment. We were just copying. I've not experienced the pegging session yet, um, but I did. Uh, <laughs> what's it? I did have Daddy uh, take care of me, though. That that part was was done already. Um, yeah, I I I think my favorite part though is the and we brought it up earlier, but the everywhere you decide to explore, you get rewarded. Like literally everything you do in this game rewards you. So. Yeah, we we did talk about that extensively earlier in this episode. Um, so reading it again, I was just like, yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. Uh, and it does depend on your your definition of reward. But I would, in my definition, consider uh, a lot of rewards. There are sometimes punishments you can discover as well. But I find those rewarding as well because it's something it's a, new. It's a different kind of reward, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you're saying. I, uh, really, to not just kind of reiterate a lot of the stuff we we're saying earlier that hopefully you had a chance to listen to. Um, Especially if you're this far in the video. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack is a good point to bring up, though. I didn't really talk about it a whole lot, and neither did you. And uh, I, I, I think it's you. great. I think there's a lot of great songs in it. A lot of songs that kind of sound expected from a game like this, especially from From Software. But uh, even like towards the end, there's some boss battles that I thought had some really good fucking songs, um, really good music playing and uh, really added to the experience, the epicness, all that shit. And uh, yeah, knowing that some new composers were on there, they they did what they were asked to do really well. So uh, definitely credit to them. And uh, yeah, that last bit about uh, the paying session, I, uh, I'm, I identify with it. When he said that, I felt that. So um, yeah. It can uh, it can be rough, but uh, that's video game romance. Some of the best you're gonna get in gaming, right there. Great, great point. Depending on your definition. Depending on your de- definition of reward. Maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, but it's romance nonetheless. Um, anything you want to add to that? All right. Well, thank you for the comment. As always, writer. It's always fun to read your comments. And uh, yeah, moving on, we got uh, Jeremy Melinda saying 80 hours in just made it to the Volcano Manor. I'm having a blast. This is and I'm sure you're much farther. You probably beaten the game by now. But um, uh, this is a good example of, uh, you know, playing for 80 hours, just getting to the Volcano Manor. I beat the game at 90 hours. I haven't even seen the Volcano Manor. You haven't even been there. You're 100. So yeah, Yeah. everybody's playing at different rates at different paces. And I love that. It's not like everybody's having the exact same experience, the exact same, like, and that's always been the case with all Souls games. People are like, oh, this boss is really hard for me. They'll be like, oh, it's too easy for me. And it's like, yeah, and there's a whole spectrum of like some people didn't have an issue with that and some people did and some people were over leveled for it and some people weren't. Some people were like under leveled for it and they beat it. Like, that's tricky too, to, as well, because that that conversation can be um, exhausting. But it has actually been led to good conversations of people. Being, yeah. Oh wow, that's crazy. I you know that one was really hard for me, but this one was really easy. Blah blah. So, um, and it's not in a like oh you suck kind of way. So yeah, uh, it's been fun to to see those interactions. There online. there can be good conversations, and what you said well, I think the exhausting conversations that take place around the this game yeah so yeah i agree yeah i see more of the good fortunately yeah i wish i did i wish i did (laughs) all right well speaking of good uh conversations thank you everybody who commented on this video and uh we really appreciate it and we enjoy reading them so moving on to the next video this was uh my reaction of into the starfield episode two uh made for wonders i think this is me and sarah it was both of you yeah. yeah me and sarah did this uh in which we um tried to 
get as much out of concept art and vague talk as possible. Try to be objective and fair about our expectations and what we hope from Starfield. And uh, I think we had a good conversation. We got more views on this than I thought we were going to get. And uh, yeah, well, uh, we'll read some comments here. We got a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll start down here. Um, Ego Border says dot 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 sorry but this just didn't do it for me there's just been too much of todd howard lying always using super superlatives am i saying that wrong uh for me to get excited for a game uh four guys talked about for a few minutes and not even compelling not even compellingly uh I mean, yeah, man, I think we're all looking forward to new games doing things differently, but like it's your job specifically to make that happen and show it to us. So why don't you drop the gen or the generalities and stop wasting your time? Uh, not my time because I've already forgotten all about Starfield. Oof. So some pretty, pretty aggressive, uh, blunt uh, opinion yeah. from Ego Border. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, no, I mean, I didn't watch it, so... Um... It's hard for me. Um, big game coming out. You didn't watch it, dude. That says enough. Well, big game for some people. Yeah. Um, outside of a handful of exceptions, uh, Bethesda doesn't really make games for me. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else I could really say about that. Yeah. So. Um, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying, but I also, I don't think I'm as far as you are in, in terms of being like, ah, I already forgot about Starfield. I want it to be good, and I'm hoping it's going to be good, and I'm sure you'd probably agree with that. Um, but I do think it was it, it's good to kind of highlight your opinion on this, because uh, in a world where a lot of people are hyping Starfield, there's also a lot of people who are like, you know what, like you're not really showing me a whole lot. And uh, I can't be really excited for that. So yeah. um, I think these are um, important um points of views to, to throw out there. So uh, I kind of wanted to just read that. And uh, like I said, I don't fully agree with you and, but I do appreciate the point of view. Um, I do uh, sympathize with the view because uh, I am also kind of turned off from Bethesda games as of late. So I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love new games to come out and make me forget that. But as of right now, I am kind of in the sense of, uh, yeah, Todd Howard saying a bunch of shit about a game. We'll see. Prove it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for the comment, Ego Border. Moving on, we got one from Infamous Liberal Gamer, Liberal Gamer. Um, <laughs> okay. This is a big one, so <clears throat> I'll try and read it uh, well enough. All right. So uh, they say, I can't take anyone seriously who believes Elden Ring is either new or setting the standard with open world games. Bethesda set the standard for open world games, but games, the masses decided they wanted to move away from non-voice protagonists, true exploration, exploration, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no quest markers and no fast travel, real consequences based on choices you make, background traits, etc. So much more I could list that Bethesda used to do, but games didn't want the complexity. That's why Skyrim and Fallout 4 went away from what was uh, in the prior games because games wanted those quality of life changes and as they put it, uh, as they put it, and less complexity. This is why most modern world RPGs are far less complex, nothing wrong with that, but the idea of Bethesda uh, would have trouble making an old school RPG when they were at the forefront of them is ridiculous. My only question for Bethesda is, uh, or 
Bethesda is can they make leaning into old RPG mechanics also provide a dynamic first-person combat experience akin to a game made by Arcane. I have zero doubt the RPG mechanics will be on point, but can Bethesda also give me a game that is exhilarating when I'm engaging in combat? Some woohoo moments. And I'm looking forward to seeing the improvements of their engine because it's important to their presentation. Take a mighty leap forward, otherwise it will hurt immersion. Other than that, I'm ready for Starfield. Any thoughts? Um, I mean, obviously this is all opinions, right? Yeah. Uh, and very passionate in this regard, I would say. Um, yeah, we got like a negative opinion. Both, both very passionate. I, yeah. I don't mean negative in the sense that like it's neg- like it's against. It, yeah, it's an, the yeah. energy in it. Yeah, yeah I got. Gotcha. But this one is uh, more of. Uh, in defense, but I think it's interesting because they do recognize that Bethesda isn't making the complex RPGs that they have, but they could. Well, right, and and even so, um, you mentioned in here where they were talking about um, they use the term gamers. Um, I hesitate to necessarily go that far. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were they're making Coca Cola, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they want everyone to drink it. Um, so they made something, they kept making it more and more accessible to more and more people because they ultimately are in it to make money. And that took precedence over creativity. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's good for the wallet. And and they did a great job in that uh, regard for a long time until it took over too much. And obviously there was some fumbling that's happened in more recent times with them. Um, but... You know that is going to be a person-to-person thing. I personally, um, I haven't enjoyed a Bethesda game since. Um, I mean, I liked Skyrim enough the first time I, I, I just kind of played through it, and after that, I was just done with it. Um, before that, I mean, same with like Oblivion. I liked playing through it once and being done with it. Um, and neither game did I really feel the the urge to be a completionist in, as much as just kind of going through it, um, because it becomes very. Uh, rinse and repeat feeling as I'm going through them. I don't. I don't ever f- feel like uh, there's a lot going on. I guess in them uh, mm. for me, obviously. Um, and I've kind of just lost faith in the company altogether. Um, and that, maybe that's not the right way to word it. Um, I just come to the realization they don't make games for me. Um, mm. uh, even you bring up the example of you know Arcane. Don't they make uh, Deathloop? Oh yeah, and see, and those, and um, the assassin one or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I um, the name of it. Those again, I don't think they're great games. Um, yeah. I don't think they're bad games. I just they're, don't think they're, they're serviceable to me. Sure, and uh, I'm not that demographic again. Um, yeah. So it's hard for me to um, relate to to your thoughts on the matter, um, mm-hmm. but I understand them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just. Uh, we play different games, I think. So, yeah. I mean, outside of the enthusiasm for Bethesda, I guess, and what they can do, which I don't disagree. I just don't know if they will. Um, I pretty much agree with what you're saying. And outside of the, the enthusiasm for Starfield, I am ready for the idea of Starfield, but uh, I haven't seen it. So I can't be excited for it. And yeah. their track record, uh, as of late is not exciting for me. Um, I get where you're coming from with the Elden Ring thing. Um, I don't. I don't think 
necessarily they are setting the standards, but they will be influential, which in in a way is setting the modern standard, even if it's a backstep in your opinion. Um, I do think they are doing something with open world that uh, has gotten a lot of people excited again, and I think other people will most likely uh, at least study what they did to figure out what's going on. Just like for a while there, a long time ago, when the original Demon Souls came out and Dark Souls, um, games started getting a little too easy and people are complaining about it. It's not like games that were hard never existed before, but we took a back step and someone offered it. Um, and uh, and look at where we're at now. We got all sorts of games like that now. Yeah. Just like Elden Ring is offering something that Breath of the Wild kind of dabbled in, but I think Elden Ring did better. Um, making more freeform open worlds that it's less about the the choices in dialogue and the choices you make in quests and more about the choices you make in gameplay. Um, it puts more freedom in the hands of, of pure gameplay. And I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm just saying this is something they did with this open world and people apparently really liked it. It seems I'm one of them. Um, and I think it will influence people. So um, in a way it is setting a standard, but not a new standard. Um, it is setting a standard though, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I pretty much agree with what you're saying. It's, it, I think things have got dumbed down and, and less complex for sure. I, I talk about it all the time. Um, and will they make things like that, like le- more complex again? I don't think so, unless there's a huge demand for it. And that'll only come when a big banger game comes out that people didn't know they wanted, and now they find out they do want it, and other devs go, oh, well, they really wanted that, and then they'll start making it. Other than that, Bethesda has no reason to fucking make their games more complex like their older RPGs anymore. Um, Skyrim is their biggest selling game, and it is not a complex game. It is a first-person action game with some light RPG mechanics in it, in my opinion, um, compared to like Morrowind, which is my favorite Elder Scrolls game. Um, so it's not that they can't do it; they don't. They don't do it. I don't think they will do it. Um, I would like to see them do it, though. That's my stance on it. As for the combat, I mean, I talked about that in the video too. I agree. I, I want them to have better combat when in terms of like shooting, for sure. Um, everything else they do, I think, is fine. Um, and even though I don't think Arcane is the standard I would go to, it is a good standard. Like if they made it as competent as an arcane game, for sure, I think it'd be better because like um, the teleportation is tight, the shooting's tight in arcane games. And uh, if you can marry that into a Bethesda experience of like the the open world choice, uh, choose your adventure style games that they make, um, that would be a very good mix. So I, I mean, I, I agree in that regard. Um, again, I wouldn't have picked arcane, but um but yeah, it, it, th- that works. That works for sure. So, um, and yeah, some woohoo moments. That is something that I think uh, Bethesda games are missing. Um, they do kind of. Uh, you, you have to lose yourself in a Bethesda game. You have to allow the game to take you and to to be in that world and start making your decisions. But it typically lacks any kind of like moments where you're like, holy fuck, that was crazy. It's more like the converse, the conversations you get out of these kind of games is like, well, what'd you do? Did you find this guild? What'd you do with them? Did you betray blah, blah, blah? Did you find the guy's thing? Oh, I did this. And oh, well, I didn't do that. That's interesting. You did something else and you got a completely different thing. That's that's the woohoo moments of a Bethesda game. It's not the combat. It's not the dragons. You fight them the first two times and you're like, whoa, it's crazy. And after that, it's fucking, you kill them in like two hits and it's whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I do agree in that regard too. So mostly um, the framing, I, I appreciate and it's a good perspective. Um, but I do agree 
with a lot of what you're saying for sure. So and I think I think it's an interesting perspective because it is a uh, positive but um, critical uh, perspective um, and uh, good observation in my opinion too. So yeah, good uh, good comment. Anything else you want to add to that? All right. Well, I would read more on this, but everybody everybody typed a lot on this, so we got to move on for time's sake. So thank you everybody who commented on this video, and I will go through individually and. Uh, and read those and reply to those uh, when I get a chance because I am behind because I'm on vacation. All right, last video um, we did was uh, reacted to Hogwarts Legacy State of Play. Um, was that just me? Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. Uh, in which I reacted to not only Hogwarts Legacy, but also the Quarry, which is a uh, spiritual successor uh, reimagining of um, uh, Until Dawn, which I think is really interesting. Or until is it until dawn? Remember what's called? Am I forgetting? I'm fucking tired. I already said this before. I'm very tired. Um, I think it's until dawn. Anyway, uh, yeah, check that out. So we got a bunch of comments here, and we're gonna go through them real quick. So JD Awesome says spiritual fable successor in the Potterverse. I kind of got that. It kind of it kind of reminded me of a new fable game by Harry Potter. That doesn't exist. Yeah, how crazy uh, is it that we don't have a new fucking Fable game? But they teased it so many years ago. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Whatever game they were teasing, I don't think it fucking exists now. I doubt it, yeah. Yeah. That shit's wild. So, uh, I guess we're going to get a Fable Fable game through Harry Potter. And uh, I'm here for it. Uh, Psycho Scream says, I'm fucking hella excited for Hogwarts Legacy. Love all the Harry Potter movies and books, though it's been years since I've read them. Um. I already said in the video, I'm not a big Potter guy at all in any way, but your enthusiasm has now made me one. I'm very excited as well, and uh, I'm hoping this game is going to be sick. Um, yeah. Chevy says, uh, or, well, TLG Chevno, that's him. Uh, I am not a Harry Potter fan, but I like the world of it, and this game looks crispy. Plus, as long as it plays well, there seems to be plenty of things to do in it. Do you have any uh, other thoughts on this while you're here? No, I mean... Um I was kind of just watching this um, on my phone, so I didn't get like a great look on, on it. But um, it's a fucking, it's a crispy looking game. But it was a good looking game, um, and it looked like they were trying to make a, a game out of it. And um, not to spoil another comment, but someone says something that uh, their first line I agree with, with uh, uh, about you know the way these type of properties are usually handled, essentially. Um, this feels like someone likes the the world, wanted to make a game, mm -hmm. um, had the ability to make the license, and and it does feel like there's some some passion um, in there, which is great. Um, especially if they can get someone like me, who I was uh, effectively made to sit down and watch all the movies, um, and did not really enjoy them, mm -hmm. uh, and look at this game and go, that looks like something I'd probably play. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's offering something that we don't have, and that's important. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so we got another comment from Psycho Scream saying, also for a work in progress, Hogwarts Legacy looks really good as is. Yeah, for what they got so far, I mean, it looks pretty much done. It's it's looking fantastic. So um, I couldn't agree more. Uh, from Flap da <laughs> Flapjack, Daddy Clap, uh, Dummy Thick Pancake Cheeks, No Syrup. <whistles> yeah. It's harder now because I'm really tired. Uh, 
he says, I've never had an interest in anything Harry Potter or anything in that universe, but this actually intrigues me. It really feels like bully with magic, and I don't mean that negatively. I've heard there's a dev commentary version of this or something similar, and a lot of people are commenting on how excited the devs are as if it's purely a passion project. That's great. I feel like Harry Potter is such an impactful uh, series that so many people really got into, um, especially like people my age and younger, uh, really got into that I'm sure anybody working on it is like super excited that they get to realize a... uh, a free exploration Harry Potter experience there. They get to work on it and they're going to be really passionate and trying to make that. I mean, no one else gets to make this. Yeah, they get to. So yeah, I could absolutely seeing it, see it being a passion project and it came off like that in the video. So I agree with that. Um, as for the bully thing, I saw, I saw that talking point a lot on like Twitter. Uh, everybody kept going like, Oh, it's nice that, uh, that, uh, fucking oh god who's making it i forgot uh avalanche avalanche is mm. making bully too um <laughs> so i i got that vibe as well when i watched it i was like this kind of reminds me of bully the whole like walking around doing these like school activities but then also a greater storyline playing out as you do that which i think was a really cool formula during a time where i think rockstar really was hitting their stride with the experiences they could offer and then they just went grand theft auto and games of service happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Because yeah. Bully 2, people have been wanting for so long, and now we're getting it through Harry Potter. So we're getting Fable <laughs> and Bully 2 through Harry Potter. Yeah, apparently it makes people feel things from their past, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, the only thing I was really going to add is uh, talking of interest in Harry Potter, I, I lied a little bit on that. I think the Harry Potter world at Universal Studios is fantastic. That's my own experience with Harry <laughs> Potter is, is drinking the fucking drinking the drinks, dude. Yeah. And walk around the shops, which uh yeah, it's cool. I like shops. I like looking at things you can buy. All right. Uh and then last but not least is Ryder again saying, huh. This is not a licensed cash-in. I've heard people mention the game before, but never really cared or expected much. Looking at this reveal, though, I was way off. They're taking this dead serious and not even a comparison to previous HP games. That's a no contest. Um, but this looks like an impressive fucking game on its own. Uh, open or at least semi open world exploration, RPG elements, really good visuals, NPC interactions, the amount of uh, shit they just showcased. This isn't some small, short, experimental little, hey, it's Harry Potter nerds kind of game. This looks like a big project. And if anything, here was representative of the final product it's big even by AAA standards i was more of a fan of uh, hp when i was a kid i think i read all the books too but i don't even think you need to be a fan to be excited for this this looks really good man well that was the most fucking uh positive comment we've ever gotten from writer so it's also like zero jokes in there what happened yeah Yeah, he's (laughs) slipping dude he's slipping um or maybe i'm being selective on the comments i'm reading I'm not. That was just that was, that was worth reading. Uh, I I agree. Um, I couldn't agree more. I think it looks like a very well made game, and it's easy to go. AAA games are well made games because they look good. That's easy to say, but they're not always full of content and full of things to do. And they typically you know follow the same formula as other types of games. They just have good graphics. But this does look like a passionate game. It does look like they're doing 
a lot more than anyone expected, which is really cool to see. So I agree with a lot of the stuff you're saying. And then also, you know, I didn't read the Harry Potter books. I'm not a fan of Harry Potter as a brand. Not I'm not against it either. I'm just not a fan of it. Uh, and I do think it also looks really good, man. So like, um, you're onto something. I, I am the, exactly what you're talking about. You don't have to be a fan to be excited for this. I am excited for this game. I think it looks cool as a wizard game. It looks dope and there's no game like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I, that was that earlier when I was talking about the, the comment we were probably going to be reading about the, the, the sentiment that I, I really agree with is the, the not licensed cash in. Yeah. That's such a common thing and has been for years. It's not a new thing. Every once in a while, you'll get like an actual passion project for big, big brands. Yeah. Well, like um, Spider-Man, right? Like Spider-Man, uh, like the Riddick Twice games, Spider-Man actually <laughs> like the Riddick games. Yeah. I mean, like those could have just been like dumb, but they're really good first person yeah. stealth games. Um, there's there's plenty of examples, but there's also plenty of examples of games going like, hey, you know what this is, buy it. Well, and it's just it's so easy, right? Because all you have to do is put the name on it. Yep. <coughs> yeah, you're gonna get sales no matter what. Just like you know, to use Pokemon as an example, they put the Pokemon name on everything. It doesn't matter if it's good. <laughs> like, now they have to make their main titles good enough. Uh, for people to not complain, but they make so many side games that are literally cash grabs. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, it's, I, it's be, true. And it'd be real easy to throw Harry Potter's name on, on something and go, this group of people are going to be interested at least. So, yeah, but yeah, I, I think as, as many people has, have said, and we've, we've reiterated this point. Um, I think as a video game, it looks good. Yeah, that that's where I'm coming from. Is like Harry Potter, cool. I I bet it's gonna be real exciting for fucking fans. Like that's that's gonna make it even better. But just as a video game, I'm like, this just looks cool. Mm-hmm. Looks like a cool fucking game, dude. And it's being made on a triple A uh, budget. So, and the the uh, imagination with like the effects and stuff like that were just wild. So yeah, which I love. Yeah, they're having fun with it, which yeah. is it just is apparent. Like you look at it, you're like these guys are enjoying making this game. Yeah, for sure. They're trying to make fun. And plus, it's Avalanche. Avalanche makes fun games. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yep. Super cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, writer, and thank you everybody else for your comments. Uh, again, if you want your comment to be read for sure, make sure to type in hashtag AskTLG. Otherwise, um, I pick at random. So. Um, Thank you, everybody, who commented, and uh, we will talk to you again on the next uh, episode where we read your comments. But that's going to do it for this episode, unless you have anything else to say. That's going to do it for this episode of TasteCast, episode 163, I think it was. Seven? It's something. It's, it's up at the top. It's you guys can see it. It's see a, it. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's, there's a lot of them. Uh, as always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on our streams and socials. Links down below. Um, also, check out us on all audio uh, podcast platforms. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. And uh, check out our Discord. Link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. And uh, we have a Patreon. If you'd like to support the channel more than liking, commenting, sharing, subscribing if you're brand new and I have a uh, second channel. Oh, I have multiple channels, but I have a new channel, tasty flicks where we will be reviewing the movie X. Me and Sarah went and saw that Uh, they'll be coming out soon and we need to watch more demon slayer um, and review more episodes and there'll be more uh, stuff coming out. I'm also thinking about doing a reaction to the cut footage of uh, Batman and Joker 
uh, from the new bat the Batman movie that they showed recently um, just to weigh my opinions on a uh, what I think of uh, what's his face's version of Joker so uh, if you're interested in that uh, go check out tasty flicks link down below and yeah uh, I've been Seth thank you Chevy until the next episode which will be plus club this weekend and then game of the month early next week have a good one guys and take it easy